this movie we watched could have been 40 minutes shorter easily this is, i don't really don't want this episode to be ryan talking about how well i length, do complaining about the length i do i think ryan brings <laughs> well, up a fair that's, brings up a that's lot of one fair point points. sure it's a lot it's long that uh, movie is it? or ryan why don't you introduce the movie we watched um <laughs> once upon a time in hollywood and it was you know it was all right Quentin Tarantino, in my opinion, is just turning into like, okay, what if uh, Brad Pitt kills Hitler? Okay, what if uh, Brad Pitt stops a famous murder? He's just turning into the what if guy. It's like what if comics um, for Marvel. <clears throat> exactly, but they're if, at least they're called what ifs. <laughs> what if Ryan was straight? This is like, what if Once Upon a Time in Hollywood... It's like not even writing the villains or anything. I know that's his thing. Okay, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's not as good as everybody said. Just just talk, talking about the movie, William. I like that it's divisive. I like that we have a differing opinion. I mean, obviously the Bruce no, Lee fine. theme is, bull, is absolute trash. <laughs> like literally. Yeah. Wait, wait, are you saying it wasn't accurate to history? Yes, but the whole that's the whole what Weird. if thing. What if Bruce Lee was not good at kicking everybody's ass that's lame that not, is such a lame the, like that is not the point of the scene but go on do your rant what I is what rats. is the point of the scene to make to make brad pitt look cool and then so it well, sets up later that he's a badass well i think yeah, i think well yes th there is you something just, that's that this is yeah, based I get on it, it. but there, it's this, still stupid adam calm down let, all right this just i know that ryan... this is going to be an episode like of this where ryan's complaining and well and then i can't say anything I was about just to talk, talk about the scene. Just let Ryan talk because he's okay, giving gold. Talk, Ryan's Ryan. giving gold. No, this, this isn't good. I don't <laughs> No, I like it. It's I don't think it's. So the only scene that like they needed to prove that Brad Pitt was a badass was when he hopped up on the when he did parkour up onto the house to fix the satellite. Yeah, that was cool. That's all they needed. It'd be like, oh, OK, this is like <laughs> nobody could do that. Okay. Let's talk about the Te Bruce Lee scene. Technically, they're the same scene. In a lot Let's of talk ways. about the Bruce Lee. Scene. Oh yeah, because that's um, when he re reminisces about. Okay, so I I I think as you talk <sighs> through it, you're gonna realize a lot of the things you're confused about are intentional. And Me? I'm not confused about it. I'm upset. Are by set it. up or defied your expectations. I bet there's gonna be a lot of people on my side with this episode. <laughs> You don't have any. Your side is the same as my side. No, I just mean about what's going on right now on the podcast. <laughs> Thought it was rude how they made Sharon Tate look. <laughs> okay, Adam. Adam, go f go off. Go off, Queen. Adam's the rebuttal. The Bruce Lee thing, because you know this is like uh, based in this is th this is a very heavily re like. There's a lot of accuracy, and it's like history. It's not a. It's nonfiction or it's fiction. It's or it's like an alternative. <laughs> what are you saying? It's an alternative nonfiction, I would say, like where it's kind of a retelling of something from history with a lot of real details and like things that are based on true. It's like very heavily researched and everything. But, Can I say something? Yes. So what it, this is called is revisionist history. Yeah. yeah. Glorious bastards, Django Unchained, and this movie. This does it in a different level, though, I feel like. Trilogy of revisionist history. Okay, go on. I feel like this does it because this movie, you know, he's such a movie nerd. It's like a distillation of this period of in history of 
of Hollywood. Um, Hold on. Wait a minute. Are you for real? <laughs> what? I'm gonna, well, I, didn't he, I didn't know he was. I didn't know he specifically um, was making a trilogy of stuff like that. I thought he was just like now. What if, he was just always going to do? He that. was doing the what ifs, yeah. Um, but the Bruce Lee thing. So it's like he's telling these. Uh, this he's uh, everything is based on real stuff, and I think like. Uh, but you know, this is like an entertaining movie that like feels like a movie and stuff and it's like has this movie element to it that ties into the real things and all and all that and it's like a funny there's a lot of comedy in it like leo's very funny so i think like some of the stuff is it's like making jokes off of real stuff in the from the era and the bruce lee thing is like he would always get challenged to fights like that was like a notorious thing about him and uh this i don't know you know like he also like pontificates a lot and stuff when he's in interviews and everything so i think this is like because this is like a comedy yeah, they're making like, fun of bruce lee and it's bullshit. well it's making a joke off of him being the fact that he was like kind of a big mouth and like and and also would like get into like these fights all the time he's like saying like oh he'd get into these fights he'd get challenged well, all the time because he's fucking talking shit that. yeah i i get the scene i just don't <laughs> like watching it uh what's your problem with it that he it's, loses the fight yeah or that he's well, i mean it's not like he loses technically, it. no, he tied, it's like, technically yeah, it's a tie. he ties the fight yeah well the biggest thing is and i get what it is bruce lee would never do the same kick twice yeah it's that's a and I mean, also he wouldn't do a flying kick in a real fight i yeah. get it it's supposed to be a joke but i just don't approve it would have been like one punch, punch i think there's some stuff. things you just so shouldn't one thing adam about. didn't say is that that scene a lot of people say Brad Pitt is putting a fantasy twist on it. In that his he's own head. In, in his oh, own I, head. I see. Yeah. I mean, it says like um, memory of it or like him fucking but fantasizing. That would nullify the idea because I believe it's real and I believe it has it to is, be real yeah. because I believe it has to be real in order to set up the ending. Exactly. Yeah. It's I, this movie has everything in this movie is like very set up. Um, set up well, super yeah, well, and like, everything like, is about the setup. I feel like, yeah, but a the setup does not need not to be an hour and twenty minutes long. The setup was too long. Too long. So I have a I have a theory about Tarantino, and that is when his previous editor was alive, Sally Menke, who edited every movie up until *Inglorious hey. Bastards*. Mm-hmm. Then she died in a of heat stroke. She yeah. went outside on a hike. I remember when that on, happened. On one of the hottest days of the year and died. But ever since then... Can't wait for movies, the movie that he, where, where she survives and the heat is what dies. Wow. Because Brad Pitt saves her from heat, hands her a water bottle or something. What if, Sa- dude? Save Sally. It's a good one. What, what if, dude? Save Sally. Brad Pitt just running out there with, like a big bot- with a big bottle of water. Yeah. But um, Like a Cajun accent for some reason. Ever since <laughs> yeah, then... His movies have gotten twenty minutes longer. Yeah, for okay. sure. This movie, like, uh, it could have it real. Realistically, it could have been twenty minutes shorter. There's also Both like back. he doesn't cut out of scenes as early as he could. I think in some cases, like, uh, like that fantasy where he, where that thing we're just talking about, where like it cuts back to him on the boat, or like you know, it talks about how he killed his wife and shit, and then it cuts back to him on the um, roof, and he's kind of like nods, like, yeah, I guess I get it. Um, which but is like, hilarious. Yeah, it's very funny. Um, but that scene that 
it cuts from is the Bruce Lee scene. And the button of that scene is, is the art director or whatever the Kurt Russell's wife is going, what the fuck did you do to my car? And then it like is revealed that it's like her car too. So he's like super fucked. That's like when that scene should have been cut out, well, but it like stays it longer. And he's like, tell him to get the fuck out. It's like, we didn't need that part. And it kind of water. Like there's stuff like that that could be cut out. And it's this movie true. doesn't move I from disagree. scenes. Some scenes good. It's of course an amazing movie. I mean, I wouldn't cut that out. What I would cut out is like the great escape flashback. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean that I've, yeah, I did. what was I've, that? I've seen this movie five times in the movie theater. So I, I know it inside and out. And basically ever since Inglorious Bastards, I've seen every Tarantino movie, like half a dozen times, like rewatch them over and over again, because Inglorious Bastards, I felt the more I rewatched it, the better it held up, the better I understood it. That's there's cool. like, there's like dialogue in Inglorious Bastards that just goes right over people's heads and no one comments on it. And there's like, there's scenes of like layer dialogue that you can literally watch that many times and just see nuances with this one. I mean, it's not as bad as hateful eight. Cause I think hateful eight's his most indulgent movie. And it's yeah, all kind of liked it though. I like it too, but I feel like with hateful eight, he made a one horrible screenwriting mistake that just like, kneecaps the entire movie and that is there was no nudity exactly well there is nudity yeah that's There's true full William. frontal male nudity oh yeah that's right so not enough full frontal male nudity is that what you're also it wasn't like good male nudity so it, uh, <laughs> it was a guy freezing to death that's the best nudity there is yeah western male nice, western nice and nudity flaccid is... and hard at the same time well so um you just when, uh, mind, dude. Bruce Dern <laughs> when Samuel Jackson kills Bruce Dern after that moment the thing he fucks up is he doesn't show Walton Goggins get mad. Walton Goggins should put should cock his gun and put it, the the gun right on Samuel Jackson's head and say I'm going to kill this guy right now like you don't kill this like amazing cuz all the tension is rising and then oh, in I that see. scene he cuts the black goes to the narration and just like all that tension that had built up, it just drops. And then he just says like, oh, and then they had a lively debate over whether or not it was illegal. It's like, well, keep it going. But anyway, with this movie, that great escape scene, I've seen it so many times. It's, <laughs> I can't tell you the point of it. And then also, right. is, the he, thing, is Leo actually in the great escape? They forest gump him into the movie. No, what? it's just a, Steve McQueen's in that movie, and they just put a fantasy. So that's him, him like imagining himself if he would have got the role. I don't know if it's him. It's supposed I, to be like the. That's what I didn't. Yeah, so yeah, stupid. exactly. It's a, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's, I think it's, it's like it's, an al fa alternate reality. No, it's not an alternate reality because in the movie they say he didn't get the part and that he wasn't even up for the part. Yeah, he just was he just was a name of he was just four <sighs> names in right, case they couldn't right. do it. So yeah, that should be cut for sure. It's it's no, it's not. I don't think it's Timothy Oliphant's fantasy. I don't think it's Leo's fantasy. I don't know what it is. I think it's yeah. just a. a I think it's it's just in. Tarantino's fantasy in a way. And then um, there's definitely a better movie in in this, like with a with a. So with I think you could cut out. There's easily a way to cut. 15 minutes 20 minutes from this movie yeah. and i think it would have been a better movie if they had yeah. but 
the reason why I, so it's extremely indulgent. And the other thing I understand is that the references he's making, I know are so are extremely obscure, even to movie nerds. He's referencing things. Most people have never even heard of. Mm -hmm. Most people have never seen that Sharon, Sharon Tate movie, the wrecking crew. Yeah. Right. They made, they did her dirty too. Why? They made her look. They just made her look. They were just like make Kate Berlant in that scene is just like you should get by the thing because nobody's gonna recognize you, or that's, you should take off your sunglasses a, or whatever. A, that's thematically. Like a, that's a. That's like the whole point of the movie, though. Yeah, I get it. And I mean, she wasn't super famous, right? But she yeah. was. She's well. She became famous after she got murdered. She yeah, wasn't. Helped her she wasn't. She wasn't a movie star. Yeah. She was a ingenue. She was just like she was popping up in things. But Roman Polanski, like a TV actor, no, no, I'm saying like that bad. level, like that level. I would no. say even lower than that. No, because he's okay. So who's recognized? Rick. I the irony is that Rick Dalton is recognized. Sure, sure, of course, all the time. Everybody knows who Rick Dalton is. He's extremely famous. But it's funny because Sharon Tate's not famous and that he's jealous of Sharon Tate. Mm -hmm. That's the point of the scene. Right. So Rick Dalton. And then they could have they could have cut the 42 minutes of dirty feet. Tarantino and his damn feet. That scene when she's watching the movie, half of it is just her nasty ass, dirty ass feet. So what? I don't want to see none of that. Why not? Paris. Clean your feet. Give her. Also, put your feet down. Don't put your feet up. What if he was? What if he was just like? What if he was into something else? No. What if he was into like? (laughs) What if he was into ass and he just like? (laughs) Dirty, dirty ass movies. Showing like dirty ass movies. Just dirty. The camera's just like uh, like on the floor, looking up one eighty in a skirt, zooming in on an an asshole. (laughs) I mean, honestly, like I think this guy's into assholes. It tells me this guy's in the assholes. <laughs> Something um, uh, <laughs> inglorious assholes. Yeah, yeah, that'd be wild. What is an ingl- what is an, an inglorious asshole? Well, what is like the a, exact it's definition the opposite, of inglorious? One that's like really loose and, and like <laughs> definition of inglorious <laughs> is the opposite of glorious. Yeah. Loose and billowy. So like it would infamous. be like a dirty, a dirty, nasty yeah. butt. And glorious asshole. And he just, be an just glorious asshole. <laughs> they just shit on Hitler at the end. It's <laughs> all up on the balcony, just shitting on Hitler. They tie on the him bottom. <sighs> I mean, the second half of the movie was definitely. And the, the, the first one's cool. There's cool shots. My biggest. One of the biggest reasons why I never watched this movie until now was because I was working for a catering company in LA when they were filming it and they blocked so they shut down so many streets for so long yeah, to like damn. rebuild the 60s. They really did. And it, and it affected my day to day in the most annoying way, so I like already hated this movie. Sure. It was per- it was personal it's, William. It's really I'm sorry, cool. I am sorry the <laughs> It was Hollywood personal Boulevard, William. Hollywood Boulevard was no longer the <laughs> I the delivered to thoroughfare. I delivered to Trailer it, Park, right, right across from the. That you should Chinese be pissed at Trailer Park. I feel like. No, they were they were amazing. They hated it too. You should be pissed at yourself. Actually. I don't think they even filmed in front of that, but it affected the route. To hey, get in case there. you can take Santa Monica and go north. 
yeah, to what's get the, the big trailer deal? park. I've worked at trailer park a bunch of times. I thought it was worth it too in this in this movie. Those scenes uh, of the, of him driving and it just goes and goes, and it's like you can tell the background oh, yeah. of those car scenes are awesome because they literally yeah, those are amazing. It all looks perfect, like cars. Every car looks good. The whole like storefronts and all yeah, that I are mean, done. It, it was it was well done. So I'm and glad I guess that if you spend that, that if you spend that your, much time and job. <laughs> you spend that much time and you uh on doing that i guess you're gonna make a three-hour movie you're gonna make it worth it this movie like sits in moments and that's very nice i think i think he just gets final cut and there's no negotiation on final cut i just i feel like there's some kind of pretension about having a longer film that bugs me Um, i think he thinks i think think he thinks it's a better movie movie, because it's because it's longer um Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean the the audacity to have a two <laughs> exactly. hour forty minute movie audacity. is. I don't think it's pretentious. That's what that Obama in, book is about. I think it's indulgent. Long ass movies. Indulgent, yeah. Which yes, it's a pretentious move to be indulgent. And in I, I was capacity. Uh, I'd seen this movie twice already, and I was kind of like, I don't know if I, it's so long. I don't know if I want to watch the whole thing again. Um, but uh, I ended up watching the whole thing because I was like enjoying it, and, and it's like. Yeah, it's definitely too fucking long, but like, it's it's okay. Like, you can forgive it. I think but, and the, it's yeah. very entertaining, and all the scenes and stuff are well, it's really but good. Also, it's not like he's at the point now where he doesn't have to please Ryan. Because <laughs> well, that's the thing, and that's another thing, and that's why I'm going. Got... That's why I'm becoming an M Night Shyamalan guy. Because Ooh, the nice, visit, I like that for you. The visit, yes, Lady in the Water, absolutely. Those are made just directly for me. Dude, um, I, I really, I'll really say like this. You Signs was too scary. Signs I'll say this scary. about the visit. You know, the visit is him <laughs> reinventing himself and trying to win back his audience after it worked. The audience. You should watch it. Well, what about the last what, Airbender? What I'm saying that well, was a, that was a travesty. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to. That was travesty. Or the, uh, just no, like, the, the Will Smith, Jaden Smith movie, Earth movie. Okay, let me shut off Adam's microphone again. So, <laughs> just like that. Tarantino goes through phases where he has to um, reinvent himself, gain back the trust of the audience. So like after Death Proof was part of Grindhouse and it bombed and he had to, he came back harder and faster and better with Inglorious Bastards. Death Proof was with the, with the car, right? Yeah. Is Death Proof considered one of his like 10 movies? Yes. Kill Bill is counted as one movie. Yeah. How long is How long is it? Death Proof, 30 minutes, 40 minutes? It's 90. Uh, it's 95 90, maybe for the director's yeah, that sounds cut. cool. Kill Bill, um, is four, Kill Bill is four hours. Yeah, that's probably. true. Yeah. And it's better. Um, is, uh, what's his last movie going to be about? Do we know? His last movie? Is this going to be his, more... his next movie? Is his last movie? And yeah, then he's then retiring? He's retiring from movies. He always said he would God, only do... God, Jesus, dude. This one's going to be like... This one's going to be like already seven hours. hours long. Oh, so he's just going to make a movie that has like 10 volumes. So technically, he's just going to keep making movies for another 20 years. Well, he years. might make a Netflix series. Uh, oh, oh, he's just done doing features. He's also writing right. a novel about from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I read. And it's yeah, called Dirty Feet. Comes out this month. Oh, he's already written it. That's what he did during the pandemic. 
Although he also said he wrote it a lot of it before he started shooting, that his first draft of the story was a novel, was in novel form. So this is going to be one of the cases where if the book that comes out after the movie isn't good, people are going to be like, I thought the movie was better than the book. Usually the book comes out first. Is it going to be the same story? Yeah. It's just in a, he just re, it's just a different. Cool. So, so this is going to just make the movie even longer. Now back I in the seventies and eighties, <laughs> you know, it was common, even the sixties, like movie novelizations. So a movie would come out and then you would go to the, like the grocery store and there'd be a paperback version of like, you know, any fucking stupid movie would have like dirty Harry, the novel. And it'd be, and there would also be like scenes cut out because they're written at the you same time. As, for a second, yeah. You froze. Like, I didn't hear what you just said. Well, okay. So back in the seventies and eighties, there were novelizations and sometimes they would have scenes not included in the screenplay or the, or the movie. Like maybe that got cut from the movie. But in the novelization, they like extrapolate or they mm. they add things. So it's like they're made at the same time. So what he's doing is he's not making like, you know, the screenplay as a novel, the movie as a novel. He's making his own pretentious novelization. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. 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 Sure. Sure. One of my fun things I had in my car until recently was the novelization of getting even with dad you mean some of the garbage <laughs> you had in your car yeah no it was a fun as you drove around he <laughs> drove around with just loose garbage my, trash Honda, my car. Honda Civic I was making it a party party wagon you know like party fun stuff one. in the back <laughs> yeah there's never anybody back there <laughs> honestly but man when, they, when there were people back there they had some nice stuff to look at um, look at my treasure. Very comfortable for them. Look at yeah. my ironic garbage treasure. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, just I think I, 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 I think like, oh, I left a bunch like of doing thing albums back there once. Oh yeah. Did you ever clean it out and find them? Um, I cut I open your seat and slid the CD in there. <laughs> oh no. Is that um, your album? Yeah, Ryan. Uh, Ryan has done this thing to me where he's constantly leaving his album hidden in my house and and car and stuff. Doing things. I um when I did Show my works. when I did my stand up album. I'll, I'll, I'll think stand, about listening to it. With stand up records, I jokingly in the contract deal said, "All right, but you have to produce this music EP where I made like six tracks, or it's not even. It's like four or five tracks of uh, all love songs about to about Mountain Dew, and I made it on my MacBook or my Mac." iMac in uh, my studio apartment in Koreatown and uh, I used the microphone on the on the monitor and you can hear like cars driving in the background down the street and sirens and stuff and they agreed to do it so they printed on it's called doing things and they printed off they they printed (laughs) off and I thought they were going to say no and uh, they printed off um 500 copies of them and then i got half of them and he's like sell these at your shows because they're not it's not online it's only physical so hold on to those adam those would be worth some money someday well one of, you hid one of them above the in the thing behind the thing above my toilet when i, I oh moved yeah it and it like fell the godfather the yes yeah. it was like the gun in the godfather 
I um I also it falls on the toilet when he like, I, is racing I for it. sent the label the five funny. tracks and he goes and it equaled like seven minutes or something and he's like we can't sell anything that's shorter than 30 minutes so then I was like okay I, I got you and so I went back and I the first five songs are like the full songs and then the next five songs are just the instrumentals to those songs and then there's a the next five songs are just the vocals with no instrumentals so it's like 30 minutes long of the same song over and over but the last one's the best because it's just the vocals and that's when you can really hear the traffic outside then you can go on remix using all those tracks (laughs) oh yeah i I basically it's for djs it's like when you know you get a single like an album (laughs) like a band puts out a single and it's just a track like nine times all the different versions i had aqua aqua was that the barbie song yeah i had one i had that growing up and it had like five different versions of it it was awesome it's a club track it's a club song so you have to have all the different that song's a bop that thing is jamming so what's your once upon a time in hollywood ryan like what's your when you were six years old where were you what was going on what when i was in nebraska yeah because tarantino was six when once upon a time in hollywood oh okay Oh, I see. That's a good question. Um, if uh, when if I'd be in Lincoln, Nebraska, at six, I living at the VA hospital with my dad, where my father worked, and we lived on the. They had like apartments on the property, and I think about that time is when my brother stabbed a stick through his face, running with a stick. Nice. And he had to go get surgery, and they said he's probably never going to be able to smile again. Yeah, and, he, alone. and he does he, he can this is very joker-ish this is like a joker origin oh and story. then and then while my parents were at the hospital my grand my grandma was babysitting me and she lost me for like an hour she couldn't find me and called my mom was freaking out called everybody and couldn't find me and i was rolled up just as a funny joke i rolled up in a comforter at the end of the bed like a burrito and i was just hiding under there for like an hour Okay, but what was going on? So that was my time? my big adventure. <laughs> Nothing. I don't know. Lincoln's boring as hell. He's just asking, like, okay, what I you was... like watched? What were you like into? I guess because that like Quentin Tarantino's made a movie about all the stuff he was like. Into. I don't remember what? when I was six. Ninja Turtles. Shit. I don't know. I guess it's different when like it's like you're. He's but like it's not looking Quentin at Hollywood. Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was living a mid Midwest lifestyle. I was probably getting oh, well. The VA uh, hospital. There could be like a Cliff Booth, you know, who's in the VA. There was a there was a person would that be like, tried to escape on a in a wheelchair, and they would just be like flying down this giant hill like once a you're month. You're not allowed to escape from the hospital, buddy. You got to stay <laughs> I know. there. But he was he would get up to like twenty five well. thirty miles an hour going down this hill straight into an intersection. So I don't know if he was trying to escape That's the sick. hospital or life. He's probably trying to do heroin. Just get just trying to get drugs. out of the freaking meat sack. Or drink or whatever. My Once Upon a Time in Hollywood would be like some stupid like emo band. Something like that. Or like what? Some, <laughs> well, well, like was there, was there a big crime when you were young? Uh oh, I see what you're saying. Um I, Look it up. My PlayStation got stolen. No, oh, I mean nationally. 
Oh. My <laughs> boy. <laughs> Adam's movie would just what if my PlayStation didn't get stolen? Hey, Brad Pitt just beats the shit out of this guy trying to steal his PlayStation. <laughs> okay, awesome. your PlayStation. I would love that. Steve. You stole your PlayStation. <laughs> this kid that we knew growing up. Uh it's someone you know. Yeah, it was some, it was somebody we were friends <laughs> with growing up when we got older. He like was in a gang. And he like broke all because in, of that, into our all place. Because of that one he like incident. knew that we had had that, so we like went back and sold it. And then he becomes a big um, crime so cool. syndicate. Did crime you call the cops on him? Uh, well, we didn't know it was him, him at first. We just like. And then you can't prove it, and then time goes by, and it's kind yeah, of yeah, awesome. nothing happened. Um, but yeah, so that that mixed with uh. Mighty Mighty Boston CD. I mean, I guess this was around '94. For it'd be '94 for me if I was six. So, like, what Biggie died? Oh no, six. Let's see, five yeah. or six. I don't find any major crimes. I'd be like Ninja Turtles. The, I'd, be, kill, I'd be really the, into the Ninja saving Turtles. Saving the prevention of saving Biggie would be cool. Yeah, 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 that would be cool. Brad Pitt's like his bodyguard with an Australian accent this time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You just like, you know, Biggie got killed at um, is it Fairfax and Beverly or or Fairfax and Wilshire? I think. Damn. And Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt's character as a bodyguard, it beats Tupac in a freestyle rap battle, and that's like the Bruce Lee scene of. Well, they're like rapper rappers, old school hip hop rappers, and they can't go with the time. Like, give me a break. There's a crazy sex scene. There's a sex scene with Tupac and Brad Pitt. Like a crazy, just very sensual. They're just they're just putting their feet together and they're like just intertwining their toes. That would be a Tarantino. Yeah, that'd be cool. Tarantino's just jerking off the whole time in the editing room. Do you think that he has a fetish, actual fetish, or do you think it's just like? Oh, he's it's, seen it's, an opportunity to I mean, just like you, visual. Are you, Adam? Are you <laughs> retarded or are you um, <laughs> just incredibly dumb? What I mean, like, so he's like a proud foot fetishist, like yeah, outspoken I mean, foot fetishist. Does he, does does he, he talk? The, secret, yeah, does he? the secrets out. Has he ever talked about that? Yes. What does he say? I like he's feet. Like, Look, you know, I'm. It's pretty obvious. He'll just like make a joke, but like, yeah, yeah. No, there's no kink shame in here. And I, w- I, w- I would ask him like, what's what do you like about it so much? Okay, <laughs> he's not, not going to answer that. But I don't. What do you like so much about whatever foot you're fetish? Into, the, the foot fetish is a very. I'm in the regular shit. Shut what's up, regular? <laughs> missionary or <laughs> reverse missionary? Uh, well, I'm you, the, you lay on your back I mean, and uh, Adam's and a bore. Your wife is. I don't have a. I don't know if I have a fetish. Adam's a pillow princess for sure. He's just boring in bed. He's no. a starfish. Adam just lays down like a starfish and takes it. I'm not boring in bed. I'll prove it. You're boring <laughs> in real life. Uh, so the foot fetishes are very... Okay. <laughs> um, it's very well known where they come from. It's that when you're a kid, being around your like your parents' feet, like your mommy's feet or like a woman's feet, what? Because when you're crawling, that's what you see. Oh, okay, I I see that. Then it's like you never evolve up to the shin, to the knee. 
as you grow? Well, it's up. Oh, yes. It's, like psychologically, I mean, you mean? Like, I Tarantino like. Tarantino is still a big I'm baby. an ass guy, and I have distinct <laughs> memories of being scared as a kid and just running behind my mom and like smushing my face in her ass. Smelling it. So it's comforting to you? So that's. Does your mom have a big ass? No, she just has a white lady ass. That's probably why I fetishize alcohol so much. Yeah. I just watch my mom drink whenever I cry. <laughs> <laughs> and she's crying and you're, or she's smiling. Yeah. And I go, like oh, that. I get it. That's happy that's juice. The, oh, that's the solution. I was bottle fed too. So I said I started on the bottle. I'm going to die with, with the bottle. Hell yeah, dude. It's probably accurate. Hell yeah. Be cool if you're really into juice, drinking um, booze in like baby bottles. (laughs) That's a fun. That's a good finish. Instead of like a flask, like you're a detective, and like instead of a flask, you pull out a baby bottle. Making a whole. That sounds sounds very very cute. (laughs) Looks like a triple homicide. (laughs) (laughs) Just making a whole uh, production out of like warming up whiskey over the oven to pre. prep my yeah. bottles for the it's for basically the big your case. bottles yeah it's basically <laughs> cleaning like, my gun as a detective i'm <laughs> yeah cleaning, taking it apart my bottles it's weird that like nipples aren't acceptable to use as an adult for bottles. Sorry, they, say that again bot nipples on bottles are like people don't like to see adults use those it's too erotic that's the same. That's the only difference, basically. A baby really? bottle is a bottle that has because a nipple on it. You, you, you have like a nipple on your sports <laughs> bottle. Oh, sports yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good workaround for people who want want to <laughs> suck on nipples. Are you surprised by this, Adam? Or you think it? Are you just, just seeing? You just think it's nonsense. I wonder how many nipple? of us would be drinking bottles. They would have nipples on them if if it was socially acceptable. That's all. Well, if it's socially acceptable, that's a different story. Or you're that's what I'm saying. Like, who wants to do it? How many people yeah. want to do it? I I can name one in this podcast. Ryan. No, you. Oh. <laughs> no, like Ryan says pretty... he wants to die with the bottle. Well, it sounds like you're pretty into it, Adam. Into the nipple I'm just, thing. I'm just uh, raising the. If they, the and question. I mean, if they're nice and rubber, you could be chewing on them. Yeah, you could chew on it. That's what my baby does. It'd be a nice stress reliever. Totally. People would just like chew on it all day. Some I'd get little I'd get little tiny ones that could fit well, on like a cigarette. Isn't like a cigarette? Like oral fixation. Yeah, yeah. I prefer that. Well, yeah, and nicotine addiction. <laughs> well, there's other ways of of um getting nicotine. Yeah, not any other way that looks cool. What about sniff? I think the coolest way Stuff. is the patch. <laughs> No, that's gross. I don't like anything going in or out of my nose. One time I d- did snooze with Stathis, or like when I was hanging out with Stathis, he had some snooze, and I did it. <laughs> what is I, that sentence? I like passed out. My like head like slammed on the table, and like I was like I threw up, and like <laughs> I'm doing snooze. <laughs> snooze. You did snooze with Stathis. How do you with say snaths-tis. that? Snooze. Snooze to snaths. That's a tongue twister. Um, it really got me. I did not expect it to. Um, I mean, the only nicotine awesome. I do is if I if I would smoke backwoods, but I can't handle okay, the Joe nicotine. It, it gets me zooted, like wired. Rogan. I don't like it. 
Yeah, the, he. I do him. I Lady in the Tramp, a uh, backwoods blunt with Joe Rogan. He starts on one end, and I start on the other. Cool. We smoke it to the middle till we no. till our lips touch. Smoke it to the middle. You know, in this movie, he smokes <laughs> acid laced cigarette. Yeah. Yeah, that's does cool. That, does that work? I don't know. That's what I was thinking. The smoke acid. I mean, probably if you're ingesting it somehow. I don't let's, know. Let's man. look it up. Because Adam, because you do the, a little research on that because I okay. have I feel like it would burn up. The paper would just burn, and then because I'd be down. Well, I but it's like a tab, thing. right? Well, it, it's a dip. You dip it in a vial of acid. So all the tobacco, all the paper, everything is soaking with acid. I mean, it's yeah, but it's, it's way more like... than a tab of acid. But maybe because it's burning, it goes in differently. But I feel like it wouldn't work. All the way, smoking cigarettes dipped in other substances, aka smoking wet, is a thing that some do. Okay, but what about acid? Like PCP. Some people smoke cigarettes and PCP, PCP. We know works. Smoking. Oh, some redditors theorize whether or not smoking LSD would actually produce the same okay, psychedelic. You, just effect. get the answer, then tell us. <laughs> you, okay. God. I mean, I don't so know. Excited. I used to. I used to just drop, put little drops of acid on sweet tarts we'd get a whole roll of sweet tarts and like a vial yeah. of acid and then i'd put a drop on each sweet tart and then re-roll them and we'd just go skateboard all day and suck on them and and do acids the first so got I, it. I got it does it work uh anecdotal reports suggest that a smoking lsd has no effect at all we know we do know that heat promotes the inactivation yeah, of lsd that means yeah. the hotter the substance is the harder time it has binding to serotonin receptors it has less of an effect at hotter temperatures. Yeah, I, I, I had a feeling it wouldn't work. So maybe it wasn't acid. Then again, what if he um should have just had acid? I bet it see if you were if it's di- if the whole thing is dipped and then you're putting it on your lips and your lips are wet. You would have a filter yeah. though. Go you on. would you could potentially soak up like tabs of acid. like you could soak no, up acid. Go look. Go relook in the movie because the only part it's I like know it a has real, a filter, a Healy's situation, a Achilles situation where they dipped it. Right, right, the, right. The filter isn't dipped, so this is the kind of revisionist history that bothers me. Yes, well, not, it's not uh, the, bad. It's not based in like real shit. Let's it's try it. Like inconvenient or convenient, I'm not gonna, like screenwriting thing. A vial of acid. It's so expensive now that like to just dip. I wouldn't even know where to get it. I know where to get it. You just go to a fish concert. They're still it's doing nice. those. Fish is, of course, fish is. You know, can never die. They break up fish or they forever. get back together. You know, where every New Year's in Madison Square Garden, there's like five fish concerts or something. I think it's at at the going leading on at the same it. time, leading up to it and stuff. It's a big deal. But, you should um, go to a fish concert together. You know, you know what I hate it. Uh, not do drugs. I only go to real big fish. <laughs> you know what I? They should do a combo in this movie. Uh, on top of a few things, is uh, Charles Manson is not in it long at all, long enough. It's only in one scene. Yeah, and I thought that was going to be the big villain. I would have. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think a lot of your criticisms of this movie, and I think most people's criticisms are. 
expecting something else and then mm-hmm. the movie doing something completely different and weird and indulgent yeah, and then but just then, but then at some t- at sometimes it's just so predictable <gasps> like the final scene where he's holding this can of dog food it's pretty obvious he's gonna throw that into somebody's face so what but don't Re- you want I mean, him to throw it, it in it, someone's face no because yeah. this is why i'm an m night Shyamalan guy i need the twist <laughs> you wish yeah, this movie totally. had a twist ending. That's, that's the Creo that you live by. <laughs> if he would have threw the can, imagine if you're and, like a studio executive, you're like, you're like, don't, don't you think it had a twist ending? Because the whole uh, Tate LaBianca murders were prevented, and you're like, no, it's about the dog food. I knew he was gonna throw. It <laughs> I knew face. he was gonna toss it. He should. Here's how I would have wrote it. Tarantini, listen up. Here's how I would have written it. Brad Pitt throws the can, Tex dodges it, it bounces off of the wall and hits Brad Pitt in the face, bursts open, the dog food is all over Brad Pitt's face, Brad Pitt's dog ends up eating off Brad Pitt's face, and then they kill Leonardo DiCaprio in the pool, and then they go next door and kill Sharon Tate. <laughs> that would be it just funny. happens. This I, well, then the Italian wife just wakes up the next day and just is like, what's happening? What the like, fuck? And they arrest her. And they blame her. They're like that's well, the, that's how I would have closed her down. You slept through that. Come on, that's a good twist, Ryan. That'd be a cool twist. So I don't know, Tarantini. If you want to work together, it'd be cool if you just like were the studio executive and you just like re-edited the movie and shot it without <laughs> his permission, and then he and just, you're acting playing all the roles. Uh, I definitely have to. <laughs> Well, like, no, you get you pay the actors or whatever, or you play the roles, it doesn't matter, but just like it becomes a very big public feud between you and Quentin Tarantino, and you're just like, I am sticking by my guns, I am releasing this. This, <laughs> this is, is a gonna superior be version, this is gonna be better, and everybody hates it. You're just like, Hey, did, I stuck my neck out. <laughs> hey, you know, you win some, you lose some. Hey, you know, it's all about <laughs> this is all about uh, this is the part of the process of being uh. A movie exec, you know, sometimes you have to ruin a movie. Yeah. <laughs> to save it. Uh, you know? Yeah. And seeing that scene in the theater, by the way, that at the end is I, both times I've seen it, it's very like a, a big crowd moment. People it's love very it. Very satisfying. Well, it's yeah. so intense leading up to it. Yeah, totally. This is he does a really good job really leading a like. And you don't know like, what's going to. It's like, there's what, the, what do you mean? There's anticipation you know- of. There's anticipation you know of what gonna... is going to happen because of the real events. So that like gives it actually this kind of even more suspense. You're, it's like it's... the whole thing is building up to this big moment that you're waiting for. And it pays off in this very like crowd, like big gangbustery, crowd pleasing way. <laughs> I mean, not, not really, up, dude. dude. <laughs> not really, because your, your vocabulary is brutal. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't. This is where I'm saying it's been. Pre- it was predictable from the beginning when I found out it was about like the Sharon Tate murders. It's, it's like, oh, here's what here's what's gonna happen. Like in Inglorious Bastards, what if the Sharon Tate murder was prevented, and then the whole story is interesting because it's about the next door neighbor and whatever. And that's who they went into the. What if the killers went into the wrong house or the uh, the house they that wasn't Sharon Tate's, and that and it's like okay, so what's obviously gonna happen is they're not gonna kill Sharon Tate, and it, it's right, still what, good to watch what, how it unravels. I'll say I enjoyed this, that. Uh, what you don't know is, and this is a big thing with Tarantino, is that you don't know if Cliff Booth will survive. 
You don't know if Brad Pitt I, can live. He's a fictional character. You don't know if he's going to live or die. Yeah. So Leo that's where the died. that's where the suspense is. Leonardo DiCaprio could have died. The wife should have. I think he should have died. He should have died in the pool while the dog <laughs> seen it while the dog is eating off Brad eating the face off of Brad Pitt. He should have been floating in the pool and then got killed Gatsby style. So he's What's just Gatsby he's, style? the great Gatsby, the opening of the Dies book is him, it's him dead floating in a pool. Right. And Leonardo DiCaprio played the Gatsby in the, the movie, the great Gatsby. I mean, I got to call nice Tarantino, little tip of man. He blew your ideas. You just, Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't know. I feel like you. And then it goes into the great Gatsby. And then it goes into the great Gatsby. I think you're such a narcissist, <laughs> Ryan. No, that it as a narcissist, this movie being so lavish, like Tarantino's vision is so lavish and indulgent that it upsets you that you're not. It's not your indulgence. You're not reflected <laughs> on the screen. I just need like, a twist. Like you're, because it's like you you made a CD that sounds pretty indulgent, pretty long. <laughs> Just you like turning out too, and then it's like I think it's I think you get I think I think you're just a little too ups. I think it's like a little too personal for you. Like no, I think can't see anybody else having fun. I just think if you're gonna make that argument, I think our listeners need to go and pay for my stand-up comedy album. I can't die. Um, you can get it on iTunes, but you can watch it on Vimeo. And I think they need to watch it, maybe rent it a couple of times, rewatch it, watch it, rewatch it. Blah, blah, blah. And I'll then, just po- I'll post the link. I'll post a private link to it. Don't worry. Yeah. You, 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 <laughs> the, you can check out my mockumentary here. County on YouTube, and I and I think it's pretty obvious I'm not, nar- I'm not a narcissist. Have you uh, have you watched uh, either of my movies yet, Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> have you really? Uh huh. <laughs> I can't believe that you haven't watched either of the you... movies. Yeah, I watched. I can. We've Plus sat me. together. <laughs> We've sat together and like Adam, I'm you showed me it. your your videos. And I've watched them and I listened to your album but multiple times. Adam, because you are a punk in a pushover. Why? <laughs> because I'm a supportive friend. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Nobody in the like nobody that I who I know you through has like seen, watched anything I've done. Like nobody how many views does I got on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, Ryan. I'm talking to Ryan. How many people do you know between you and Ryan? I'm trying to keep a DL. Well, these are public you mean other comedians? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> they haven't watched your stuff? I feel like I've been a supportive in ways that haven't been returned. But that's okay. I didn't ask for you to support me, so that's on you, dude. Yeah. You were showing me all your videos. <laughs> and well, you got to show him sh- all over my house. <laughs> I mean, why don't you show him? <laughs> why don't you bring Adam, it up? Why don't you use the same tactic? <laughs> don't be don't be upset. I want to indulge. You want to indulge? Get what I'm saying? I want to oh. <laughs> Like what we were talking about earlier. Um I mean, I don't know. I feel I don't. I, you know, I don't want to make anybody do it, but it would. Just Why be not? Nice because well, I mean, doesn't that spoil it? Where are they called, and where do you watch them? 
<laughs> okay, here's the thing, Adam. Your whole delusion of like, oh, maybe if I'll, maybe if the audience will find it on their own and they'll love it, they won't. They'll never hey, do man. that. They'll, they'll avoid, they've avoided your movie and they don't want to watch your movie. So what you have to <laughs> well, do Well, Ryan's is, a friend, so he has you have to, to, whether he like, wants to or not. It. Your friends don't want to watch your movie. I'll watch it. I... Just, you have to I force know. it. What if I don't like it, Adam? Are you ready well, for that? Fine. <sighs> Adam, Adam doesn't like his movie, so it's okay. Whatever, man. It's fine. It doesn't matter. What's the nude? What's the nudity in it? That's a big thing in L.A. You I'm know, sure what if you don't like, what if you don't like your friend's movie, and what do you say? It's awkward. Of course, we can't. Of course. We can't well, be friends like, anymore. You know, it's, I feel like you. Well, so one one thing I like to make movies. Be a, you know, it's like okay. To, yeah, 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 no one cares. So Roger Avery, <laughs> the, the co-writer of um, Pulp Fiction, yeah, and also the co-writer of True Romance, like, okay. he wrote a bunch of shit that Tarantino ended up rewriting. So the first draft of True Romance is written by Roger Avery. Tarantino okay. rewrote the <clears throat> entire thing and took all the credit, but Roger Avery yeah. rewrote the ending where um, Christian Slater lives. Tarantino like said like he couldn't do it. So anyway, like these guys go way back. They co-wrote Pulp Fiction together. But he Roger Avery's on Letterboxd and he actually gave he'll give like Pulp Fiction five stars, even though he co-wrote it. He'll give uh he gave Once Upon a Time in Hollywood five stars. And then Kill Bill one, he gave one and a half stars, and then Kill Bill Volume Two, he gave one star. And I think that's like <laughs> I respect that so much to be like, have this long relationship with this guy and like working at the video store together, coming up in Hollywood together. Oh, and then cool. just, and then just being like, yeah, one star, like, cause there's so many people on letterbox, like, you know, who are afraid to give any, to have any negative feedback for their friends' movies. Cause usually it's like little independent films yeah, no, you want to be supportive. You want to be supportive, but it's like, what if the movie's bad? Like, what if you just hate, straight up hate the movie? I mean, I've seen the movies that have been like that, honestly, for pe from people and, I know. And also, it's like, a lot of times people will make um, very weird movies. Like, there's this one guy, he made a, I followed him on Twitter, and he followed me, and he made like oh, a cool. pretty weird independent film. <laughs> I love when that happens. And... Then he one day he read he was like when his movie finally came out he's like I went through Letterbox and read every single review of my movie, and then he unfollowed me because I gave his movie two stars. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, sad. well, it's also like fuck you, dude, because like you made a weird movie. Sure, sure. And now you're you're upset that people not everybody loves your fucking movie. Well, and not it? everybody's like kissing your ass. It's like where's your balls dude well you don't even know him personally like is adam are your movies on letterboxd uh yeah they are adam i uh i mean I, I gave him three stars i think thanks buddy i don't uh actually think it's um but they're really i, I think it's a little gauche to uh review <laughs> cable's they're, movies they're like they're really know. like one star a little gauche complete misfires here's where William's going to be going to be really me try to be really well, we've talked about this but um well I was going to say I yeah I, I I'll just if I watch a movie I'll try on and I I let her I like log movies from people I know and I just don't review don't rate them 
but I, and I'll talk about, I'll try to like say something about it that is like, um, you know, supportive and stuff. Um, and I'll just like it. So that's well, my way. Like, I'm just like a blanket thing of not a, rating. It's like, how it, is like, even if there's one that's like, I think and how does great, that help anyone? You recommend a bad movie? It helps ego. Oh, well, I'm not, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, Adam, here's the thing. Here's the thing about your movies, the ones that you wanted me to watch. Um, there is an extremely explicit sex, anal sex scene, like <laughs> fisting scene yeah. with you fully nude, and it's like 15 minutes long. You know what yeah. Adam's fetish is? I don't want to see that, man. You know what Adam's what fetish is? Support me. Movie? You got to be a supportive friend. You got to watch me <laughs> in an anal scene. You know what Adam's <laughs> fetish is? What? It's himself. Oh. It's, just, it's just his dumb face all over these fucking movies. Yeah, I have toe shoes. Bro, are you gonna watch the? Are you gonna watch the movie I'm gonna be in that we're filming in August? Yeah, totally. Oh, I can smell that one star review coming. <laughs> Look, I've made some. I've worked on some bad movies. I mean, I'm just in it. I'm not. I, you know, I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think um, it's. Uh, I mean, I. I, think I, I think it's cool not to care. Uh, what do you mean? About other people's care. feelings. What? Uh, yeah, sure. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I, I mean, do. Isn't that? I don't know. I feel like it's uh kind of a mature approach. My 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 the way I do it is like mature. <laughs> no, Adam. Cool. <laughs> cool. So you can be uh you know weird and like antagonistic about. Somebody's movie that you know, or whatever. yeah, just Publicly just imagine. Box, but I imagine co- my podcast you. co-host. <laughs> or yeah, or to <laughs> and their it's face. funny because it's like this is what I love is that like because Adam's also a narcissist. It's like, oh, I'm. It's my fault. It's not the movie's <laughs> fault. What do you? <laughs> it's not the universally rejected movie's fault. No, it's. That's why I hated Once Upon a Time. I was not represented at all in this movie. True. Yeah. Bruce Lee was the closest. I did like how Bruce Lee was training Sharon Tate too. So that's real. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I figured that movie, the wrecking crew. That's why he got assassinated. That movie, the wrecking crew, he's the fight choreographer. And it's very funny because it's some of the worst fight choreography that he teaches these like, (laughs) Oh, nice. These actors. Um, And Chuck Norris is, in that movie, I think he is an extra fighting. Cool. I saw so the cool thing. So, like, one thing that's like really weird or really unique about this movie that, like, in terms of my experience watching it was at New Beverly the month before it came out, Tarantino played all the movies they talk about in the movie. So, oh. I had I watched The Wrecking Crew in like a half filled theater. Like that Sharon Tate scene, although Sharon Tate wasn't there. But uh, was that real? <laughs> was that real it, footage in the movie? That's real footage from the movie, and that movie sucks. It's like a terrible movie. Well, so yeah. after Why do you James, think they went all helter skelter on her ass? So after James Bond came out, and it was like a hot, talk cool about thing, a bad review. There's Ooh. a lot. Of, there's a bunch of wannabe James Bond movies, and Dean Martin made four of them. I think four or five. It is called Matt Helm. And that's one of them. And he's one of the worst action movie stars I've ever fucking seen in my life. He plays a photographer 
like like a really cool fashion photographer and then he's a secret agent on the side that's tight and um sharon tate is by far the best thing about the movie she just the movie's horrible and she's actually like funny and like really charismatic and it's it's like really surprising because i'd never heard of it but so like but i understand that's also not a movie she's well known for like so for tarantino to put that much um attention on this one that's movie a good, that sh- good shout out is is Sharon fucking it's fucking weird i mean he just goes to show you like basically after harvey weinstein got arrested Tarantino had to shop around. He had to did find you do, did movie. you just you just took a moment of silence after you said that? Like you were devastated that Weinstein got arrested. I scratched my I mean I was devastated. <laughs> you got a little choked up. He was a good he was a good guy. <laughs> Sorry, go but, on. Uh, he was a good movie producer. But um Tarantino had to find a new producer, a new studio. So he he basically got to negotiate whatever he wanted. He got to he got to get final cut. He got to get his these certain rates. The whole deal, the whole package was like non-negotiable. And um Columbia Sony, they went along with it. They're so that's like, how no. he got all that all that footage. And it's also a Columbia movie. Which is weird. Yeah, because so I, I was know. wondering what the legality is of using all that actual footage from stuff. I mean, stuff you can clear. Yeah, you just, um, I mean, it's part of Columbia. Lots of stuff you can clear. What is that? Is that movie lingo? Lots of movies use other movies and TV shows and stuff in there. I'm just going to film a movie where it's a guy who turns on the TV and then it just plays a whole nother movie. And then it's just Ryan's him watching for a very personal reason. He's like, so uh, you can just show footage from another movie, huh? <laughs> yeah, <and> it's just, <laughs> it's going to be a, a beautiful 15 minute setup of like me coming home from work, like as the <laughs> intro titles, intro credits play. And then I With just sit plot down. Element and, set up, like, you know. Yeah. Like, what's this about? Date tonight. You just sit and, down and watch <laughs> an episode of Martin. And uh, yeah, and I like throw a TV dinner in the. And it's based in the 50s, and I like so I spend so much money on props for this house to be 50s, and everything is legit, everything is method, and uh, and then I just plop down with my TV dinner, hit play, and then it's just a frame of the TV while it's playing an entire entire move full length feature. And then, then it, it cuts, in the reflection, it cuts, anytime it cuts to black, that you can see you can that see you're me. taking off your pants and <laughs> just to get, slowly just getting ready, t- tickling your nutsack the whole time. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't do that. I'd, it'd be tasteful. And then at the end of the movie, when the credits roll, I immediately cut it before the movie can show its credits and give credit to anybody. And then it cuts back to me, and I get up and I go and do the dishes, and then I go to bed. And it's said, and it's called "Once Upon a Time in a Day in a Life." But then, the, then you just wake up, and then it's just like a whole other day just keeps going. And you pissed yourself. And it's like then the next day, and they're and like, no, that'll be like, the- when's this movie gonna end? It's kind of long. <laughs> yes. and they're like, they go up to the doors, and the doors are locked. And it's just, a, it's just day two, <laughs> and it's like, I think I'm gonna call in sick, and you don't even go to work. You just yeah, take Sit out a TV and watch dinner, another movie, <laughs> or the audience are like freaking you, the fuck out. You TV dinner immediately after waking up. <laughs> Just watching 50s television. It's a uh, 
nine hour long movie. See, that would be a real thought and experiment. It just, it just yes. never ends. They're like, okay, so now he's going to bed. This time, sounds like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, it was like a twist. The movie. And the twist is it shows the crowd, it shows the live crowd watching the movie of me watching the movie at the very end. So it's every crowd, every ending is always going to be different depending on the theater's audience. That's fucking so cool. then a real Truman show type situation. Yeah. And then I come out and I, I come out after every, every screening. It's at least six hour long movie. And I come out after every screening and I do a Q and a, I do an hour <laughs> and a half Q and a. That's awesome. You make anybody filmed. who gets up to leave feel really weird. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, all right, now thank you. And, um, <laughs> enjoy the i just want to say at, after thanks for going to the q a but we have a special little treat for you so projectionist <laughs> can you please roll this and then it's just like it's the shot of the immediate q a being like you're, it's you getting and then you get and then it's like it goes through the whole q a and then you're like all right and then they see you leave get in your car and you drive home and then you make a TV dinner. <laughs> Sit down and, and just throw one last flick on. Yeah. That'd be cool. Let's do this. Let's oh, set this cool, up. Yeah. It's a full day experiment. <sighs> like I get final cut. There's no negotiation. <laughs> you're telling the audience this. No, you're telling the movie studio to would you green light it? You're like Yeah. But also I, the audience. Yeah, also the audience. <laughs> Uh, well these have to end somehow you know (laughs) these bits have to end somehow yeah this one doesn't (laughs) i was turning into a new bit uh no way dude i mean that'd be a five-star review easy yeah simple i mean it's brilliant no one's ever done anything like that just novelty alone well cut that out of this episode I don't want anybody to steal it. Steal the idea. <laughs> That's too good an idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's too good. Um, I really like the uh, scenes where what? Go. No, go ahead. I really like the scene. The there's the, this. It's like those scenes of Leonardo DiCaprio filming the Western show, um, like when they're shooting it and stuff. Like that one scene where he's like forgetting his lines and shitting the bed um, is. That's a fun, like a lot of like, yeah, this movie doesn't have like plot, but you're like, or like a super engaging plot, but like you're kind of watching it almost like for the direction of Tarantino, like the fun stuff he does and like the performances and like those scenes, like highlight those that like you're watching it. Those scenes have like, you're watching it for the direction and the performance. Well, what he's um, his writing is all influenced by his um, history as an actor. So when he was 15, he dropped out of high school and he told his mom, like, I can't I don't want to do this. I just want to be an actor. So he started taking acting classes then and worked like shitty jobs like he worked at a porno theater footlocker. But uh, when he got older and he was taking these uh, acting classes there was like an assignment where they said like, why don't you write a scene from a movie? And so he was like, okay. So then he wrote a scene from a movie he remembered, but then he started changing things and he, and he, he says he wasn't aware of it, 
And then people were like, oh, that was cool how you were adding elements to it. So almost everything, I feel like almost everything that he's writing comes back to that, comes back to acting class and just like wowing people with these scenes. Yeah, they're very like, um, wowing. Well, there's like two people. That's <laughs> wowie, wowie. There's like, it's like, you know, flashy, like we've taken we've taken we've taken acting class. There's a there's a difference in feeling when you, your scene is working and when it's not working. Mm. And when it's working, you mm -hmm. feel it. When the the jokes are funny, the the tensions are there. Good. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost like the performances don't even matter. Like you're not even thinking about them. They're just working. And it's like, mm. he's really good at tapping into that feeling. And he's not just writing scenes to move the plot. He's not just writing it like, Hey, we need the code. You know, we need right, to get right. the, I got to get the disc. I got to go here. Or like, he's not writing car chases. He's writing these scenes that are just there to make the actors look as cool as possible yeah, and, ultimately totally. act, and ultimately act as well as possible yeah every scene every scene is just is like builds up to get somebody's shoes off well that too yeah um i yeah i think he like offers like movie star like as like a filmmaker or whatever like he offers actors like i, I was thinking it'd be so funny if like brad pitch driving home on the freeway you know like that first night and he gets home to his trailer and feeds his dog. And then he just like takes off his shoes really slowly. You just see him like moisturizing his feet <laughs> and just, just like a beautiful pan. And then it just like goes on and on for like 20, 30 minutes. He's just like picking his toes it, and like getting in between them. every toe with the lotion. There's like, and there's like toe jam and he like picks it with his finger and like, oh, like smelling it. And then you just hear Tarantino like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like over. Panting in the background. Yeah, this is. Uh, yeah, uh, this is all from acting class. <laughs> it's just a little acting uh, class assignment. Um, I, w I wonder if there are like art house foot fetish movies. You know, instead Probably. of just like the uh, porn pornographic kind, like Emmanuel's feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like is... movies like that for foot footies. These boots are made for walking. Yeah. The art film. Um but yeah, he uh I think he offers like like he lets movie stars be like stars and they're not just like playing a role in a movie. It's like them we're watching like Leonardo DiCaprio, even though he's he is playing this character, but he's not playing like a some something that's like beholden to this like big plot that he's like playing scenes where he can like be and like show off kind of and stuff you know what i mean yeah this was a resume builder i don't for know leo well it's like actors want i'm not saying it's right they made actors, the, he, actors want only, really good scenes you know like only the, took let, this, them, let them yeah, be right. good i mean that's show the thing. off and shit but that's what he's doing uh, yeah exactly so how is he not I'm not sure what you're, you said something like they're not character scenes or something. And they are they're not just like role, like they're not like roles in a story. They're <laughs> or like, are like characters in a, that are serving this like plot. They're like, he's off. He's like, 
well, I don't know. I feel like like more mediocre scripts. It's like a, there's not like big showy scenes with characters because they're like driving the plot and stuff. Well, yeah, but also like there's, you know I mean? there's a lot of um, minor roles in this movie that have big actors in them. Like, did you notice the bartender in that Lancer scene is the uh, the guy who took the grocery store hostage in Cobra? No. The Mexican guy? I don't like think I'd acne recognize scars. him if I saw him though. And then uh, like Scoop McNary, he has a very small utilitarian role in Luke the Perry. Lancer. Scoot McNary, um, <laughs> where he... Luke the guy from um, uh, killing, killing them softly. He's in. Uh, He's in a lot of, like Ben Affleck movies and stuff. Wasn't he in Narcos Mexico? You know he's in Ben no, Affleck I movies. I haven't caught up on Narcos Mexico. He's in. Uh, well, the audience knows. Trust me. <laughs> he's in a bunch of shit, and he has a little role. Um, sure. And he plays it very straight. Now, the Lancer stuff is interesting because one thing I I really like about that section is the parallels between DiCaprio's day and Brad Pitt's day. So in the Lancer scene... What's um, the Lancer? The bar? The Western show. He's, he's the Western filming. TV show. Oh, films. okay. Okay. So... I watched clips of Lancer and the pilot and it's a piece of shit. Like none of the costumes look good. It's not shot anywhere near that level. So it's interesting how it's a real show. You're saying that revisionist history. He also adds it to the Lancer in episode. It makes it bigger than life. And he makes it like cinematic. It makes it good. He makes it like what they should have looked like. It makes it look like a prestige show on Netflix. Now, like he makes it like an insanely high budget. Cause it's like, the guy in the Lancer pilot also that he's kind of playing is um, Joe Don Baker from um, he's in like some of those 90s James Bond movies. I saw a mystery in. science theater or of a movie that he starred in. That was good. He also is like in uh, true lies. He's like the guy who the, the Yankee <clears throat> guy who works for like the FBI or whatever that meets up with him. Right. I don't remember. I feel like he's a golden eye as the CIA guy. Oh, maybe, maybe I'm thinking gold. But also like, so anyway, like in that scene, the first setup is DiCaprio's talking to the little girl and he, um, he says this weird, he says his name is Dakota and she goes, it's Dakatu. And then later on Brad Pitt's movie or Brad Pitt scene, uh, the actress is of the little girl is Dakota Fanning. Oh, sure. Dakota Fanning has a similar history of playing like the precocious child star or being the precocious child star on movies like that little girl is Mm -hmm. in that episode. And then also Mm -hmm. um, in the scene, the Lancer scene, there's a DiCaprio's playing a hippie killer. Like that's his costume. Yeah. The director was scary motorcycle hippie Dennis Hoppery. Yes. And then um, he's taking a little girl hostage. And then later on, D- Brad Pitt's confronting the psycho hippies. And it's the reverse where a little girl is taking uh, an old man hostage. And there's like a lot of. There's, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Oh, of weird, yeah. That's cool. There's a lot of weird shit like that. And that's like 
that's the reason why I watched it so many times because it's like there is if you really like think about why he's doing all these things like it is all adding up but like I said some things I can't figure out like the great escape scene it doesn't really tie into much no you could really cut that recreation and it's, I mean, it doesn't the, get any, it doesn't the, get yeah, any the conversation the conversation could have been all that was needed because i mean it's supposed to, it's just supposed to be him being like an ego ego maniac picturing himself in that that's how i took it that he was just leo was thinking what if i was in that movie this is what it looked like but it, and the, i think long. there's a there might be it's also like it's a, it's a full scene it's like maybe a he's full, showing dicaprio it doesn't really have the talent to pull it off the role either because he's okay but he's but steve mcqueen is so po- awesome well i think that, that yeah. his performance in that scene maybe like why you're saying it doesn't get laughs is because like it's kind of not it's like too subtle but it's like he's bad in that scene yes um, but it's not bad enough yeah exactly it's just like a, yeah you're right it should be cut um al pacino is awesome in that one scene Schwaz. Yeah. he's awesome and he's brutal and he's his character is bright and smart. So good. And it's really his performance is just like, yeah, it's fun to like, people want to, it's, it's cool for like people to come see your movie because they're going to like, what they want to watch, like really good actors be really good at acting. You know what <laughs> yes. I mean? Well, that's like the nineties and before that was all movies were right. That's right. the, that was the, that's the history of movies. Yeah. That's not like, but like now that's not what's going on. No, Marvel. No, we, the, we the need Marvel character. Well, the Marvel character supersedes the movie star playing it, and then they'll get fired or replaced, like Terrence Howard. Yes, and they'll replace him with Don Cheadle. About and the no character, bats, not the actor. Yeah, no one bats an eye. Well, everybody loves the cheat. Yeah, but um, you know, Terrence Howard won an Oscar and everything. Like he's not, and they just yeah. they didn't want to pay him because. In the first Iron Man, apparently he made more money than Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Well, he was like the biggest star, right? Yeah, he coming off that Oscar win. Yeah. <clears throat> so um it's pretty um uh, it's pretty sad how shitty movies are now. What? Really Avengers how shitty are how, awesome, dude. How shitty Hollywood is. So like drive I saw this at New Beverly on Thursday night or Wednesday night, and like I drove through Hollywood for the first time. In like 16 months. Yeah. Coming from the valley. So I came, I took, um, Le, is it Labrea, I think? And then, um, LeBron. And it was just fucking horrible. It just looked horrible. Like everything is closed. Everything looks like shit. Damn. The amoeba's gone. The right. arc light's closed. It's just like, it's really bleak. Fuck. As, as, once a, as once upon a time in Hollywood, you should write a movie where it's like, what if it wasn't bleak? What, what if, if like I, Brad Pitt? What if Brad Pitt and Governor killed Newsom. COVID? Oh, I was thinking COVID. Or they stopped the yeah they stopped the lab leak. Yeah, and, save mo- <laughs> yeah. and they save movies. We could all Fucking see Black Widow. Leak. We could have all Brad, watched Black Brad Pitt's Widow got last like year. A, he's got like a British accent in this one. Brad Pitt is honestly one of my favorite character actors. Yeah, it's great. I don't think he get. I don't think he gets enough credit for being a character actor. Do you think he should have won an Oscar for this movie? Because he did. 
Do you think his Oscar no. win? I don't think anybody Leo should have won, won an Oscar. Oscar so. No, he shouldn't have. He's really Leo is my least favorite part in this movie. What really? Yeah, but you know, I love my Hawaiian tees and I love my hunks. Oh, he's not hunky enough. You're saying? Yeah, I, some, there's sometimes Leo's hit or miss with me. I mean, is it like a com- doing like a comedic performance in this movie? He did great. He played like a, just a little bitchy, washed up actor really well, and it was really funny to watch him like cry all the time about how yeah, yeah. he's getting old and blowing his lines. Yeah, that I scene was good. That scene was my favorite. That's his, so that scene Tarantino didn't even and write. Then, DiCaprio, <laughs> came, to, DiCaprio was like, "We need to do this." Thing. My dad we just do this. My dad just came up to the window and did a silly little squid Squidward dance. He's doing it again. He's got his wiener out. <laughs> <laughs> he's just out there and he's just flapping his wiener in my window. Man, this is wild. I'm looking Even at Ryan's glasses. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't, I don't see any of this. He left now. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, oh, he's back now. His butthole's out. <laughs> he's doing the Squidward dance. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice uh, that when Brad Pitt is um, right before he gets on the roof, he's in the shed and he puts on the toll belt and you can see the um, the blow uh, the flamethrower. No, oh, really? the flamethrower is on the ground. Yeah, there's a lot of little. Uh, it's a good setup. Easter egg, like the dog. There's a shot at the end, or like in the last scene at the beginning of the scene where he when he's opening or like dealing with the dog can and you see it and it's like for mean dog food for mean dogs or something or bad dogs or something like that and it, that's like also set up for like it's well, like the movie dog. adam it was big dogs is a can of big, big dogs well it's also like rat flavor raccoon flavor yeah oh, really? <laughs> mean dogs mean dogs good food for mean dogs or something like that but it's like yeah like there's a lot of even though it's like very interesting and like like uh the art direction is really good it's like setting up the dog like about to like bite this, bite this guy's nuts off. You know what I'm saying, yeah, he's a mean. That's dog. not exactly the same thing as the flamethrower. I mean, it's all setting up. It's all set up. Yeah, it's a Think little different. It. I mean, it's a I dog. It's, it's a mean dog. We know. Honestly, him jumping up to fix that satellite was probably my favorite scene. Where he just easily parkours. I think that's honestly. I think that's the that's the scene why he won the Oscar. Yeah. And really, I I think was that actually him? Good scene. No, it's not him jumping, but it's him. Yeah. But that was kind of cartoonish. Yeah, (laughs) it's like kind of cartoonish. But I think his character is better when he's not talking. Brad Pitt. In this movie, yeah, yeah. he's like a an, the observer of the. I think the novel is going to be written in his voice, or like he's the. Uh, actually, no, because Kurt Russell's the narrator in this movie. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I read that there's going to be a lot of Cliff Booth backstory, right? In the novel, he was so more like, interesting of a character than. Well, he's a war up. hero. He's war also the hero, one that's like the most outside a wife, of a wife the, murdering war hero. That scene was cool too. So he presumably he shot his wife with a harpoon gun. Yes, which is also that's a reference to the movie that's playing when he drives into the drive-thru, Lady in Cement. Although really? it's not exactly the same, but it's like there is a scene on a boat like that that I always that I noticed, but it also has that Natalie Wood kind of reference. Now, do you know yeah, who played his Natalie wife? Wood joke. Do you know who played the wife? Who no. was really 
That's the Noxima girl. That's Rebecca Gayhart. I don't know Noxima. That was like a big late nineties ad advertising campaign. Oh, yeah. And then oh, she wow. was a, she's in the um she was in this like oh, wow. Brett Ratner directed wow. music video. <laughs> and then uh she ended up becoming like acting in movies like Urban Legend and a few other things. Another scary um, one. Yeah, I, and like the Timothy Oliphant riding off on the, the motorcycle is like a reference to how that act, a specific actor died. He died in like a motorcycle crash. That's the last you see of him in the movie. There's stuff like that that is like everything what about this. Actors, yeah. What was and that I'm actor's a, name, Adam? I don't know. You got Nick me. Nolte. Jim Stacy. Also, he didn't die. He lost, he lost his arm and leg, but he... So wow, he's in a William. You win. Well, I also told you that. <laughs> you, I, I'm the one who told Adam about that, and he didn't know that. I thought I heard it on a podcast. On no, a I think I told. No, anyway, I think I told it. I think I told you There's a really funny Cagney and Lacey episode Ryan. he's in called the. It's like the Gimp, Cagney and Lacey, the Gimp. Okay. And you see, and he's acting in it. It's like his big return to acting, and he got nominated for an Emmy. He's wearing like but a leather it, mask with a zipper on the mouth. Well, it's fucked up. He has no fucking arm. And oh, see, whoa. And he has no leg and he's in a oh, wheelchair. Shit. And it's like his left and right side are like is that's limbless. He only has limbs on the right side on the right side of his body. Wow. I've never seen that. Oh, that's before. that's just not even. That's and insane. then uh in the motorcycle crash, his girlfriend died. She was on the back of the motorcycle. Yowzes. That's motorcycles are, hey, motorcycles are dangerous. Wear a helmet. Um Okay, fine. Adam, you yes. Next okay, next I'll time you're on, next, next time you're on your hog, make sure you wear a helmet. No way. Cuz I don't want you falling and then you need to wear a little helmet for your dingus too cuz when you're on your hog, I don't want you falling off and ripping your hog off. You wear a condom when you ride a motorcycle? Um yeah, a helmet like a latex carbon fiber latex condo. That's cool. I like calling them condos. I like that. <laughs> one thing I really chill. like is when um, Dakota Fanning is like... No big deal. It's just a condo. George is yeah. going to be asleep. I've been <laughs> fucking his brains out all morning. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a good line. It's really gross. So uh, and, the, and they're using like the music, the, the, the audio from the TV show to like have the suspense, like soundtrack underneath yeah, it. So yeah. It's all like... But yeah, so it's like all loaded with this real stuff because... It really is like it's fun to be like be somebody who goes to New Beverly and see this movie because I feel like this is like the new like a distillation of like what they play a lot and stuff like that. Well, like, he programmed it on purpose. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's like almost like this art anthropological document. I feel like as well as like this pop populist like entertainment movie. It's like interesting if. It's it's almost more interesting as a not at, at like the non fiction elements of it than the fiction, even though the fiction's done really well and stuff. It's just like there's it's so like dense with history and tr like f meaning and stuff about the time and everything. Dirt, that it's, dirty feet, but it's very uh, and what he's and a dirty time. also what the director's into sexually to pepper yes. that in over it. That's my that was my Boots. second favorite part. No, boobs. mostly speaking. No, there. Speaking legs, of boobs, there was no, legs. there was no nudity at the Playboy Mansion. 
I'm not buying it. Well, that's not the point of the scene, Ryan. Well, it needs oh. to be. Um, can't have one little. Well, you can't have a couple of tater tots just floating around. Well, the other thing is raw Sharon dog Tate, in the pool. Let me cut back. Sharon Tate's <laughs> pregnant, <laughs> right? Hey, guys the, with little after dicks. the time jump. <laughs> Sharon yeah, Tate's pregnant. Shriveled 60 that's dicks. that's your version of the Playboy mission. Well, it'd be cool if uh, like we a got bunch to see guys Roman with small Pol- dicks walking around naked. Roman Polanski should have impregnated her that night. Yeah, because it was such a great night. Yeah. In, the pool, in, his, in his little Austin in Powers little outfit. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Crushed velvet. Who um, was that guy? What else is he? Hey, from? Shout, shout out to um uh the actress in the scene who was with um She's in your movie. Paperback. Yeah, Dreamo Walker. Is uh I can't remember who she plays in, in that scene with Steve McQueen, but she's um wearing a wig and killing it. Go, yeah, so the Steve McQueen. Her, see my movie. It's on Tubi. The Steve McQueen <laughs> scene's also Tubi cool because it's like ad supported. But you know, now remember, now here's the thing about the Great Escape. Kind of cut, kind of figures into this is like, I'm listening. I'm gonna go Dica- take a shot. DiCaprio okay. is um, jealous of Steve McQueen, right? He wants to be in the. He wished he was in the Great Escape. He wished he had made the TV to movie star jump that Steve McQueen made, but. Steve McQueen is mad because he couldn't he couldn't fuck Sharon Tate and that she has this predilection for short, cute, talented little boy looking guys. So it's like that running gag of like nobody is satisfied. Nobody has a good enough career. Nobody can fuck enough women. Nobody is cool enough. That like insecurity is like a constant in the movie. And it's like the only it's person a hallmark that, of living in Los Angeles. Right. And the only person that doesn't happen to is Roman Polanski because ultimately everyone's jealous of him, but he ends up having one of the worst tragedies inflicted upon him. His wife and unborn child are murdered. And then his career, he becomes like the most, you know, it's true. Yeah, that's the biggest outcast possible in Hollywood after his arrest. Um, yeah, after he do did a sequel about that that part. After he did something that's, I guess, considered illegal, but no one really. I mean, it's is it's it bad? Real, it's a no. It's, it's a, hard to say. It's a, is it is it illegal to drug a twelve year old and then sodomize her in Jack Nicholson's hot tub? Uh, yeah. How come Jack Nicholson? I don't know, I don't know if there's like specifically. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Jack Nicholson gets no. He's like uh, people are like laughing and he's like he grinning like, with his sunglasses and just. Robin, like, hey, yeah, Jack. I told you to use the hot tub, but this is not what I meant. Yikes. Um. Yeah, it's probably a specific law. Like specific, like one of there's a stature that's a, that's all the way down to the age in the hot tub. Something I think it's called rape is illegal. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, and then there's Apparently a it's illegal to says, rape. Thank anyone. God. Thank God. That's I didn't know that was a story. Well, it's not even one of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. That's an interesting. They kind of forgot what so you mentioned. They? That covet. Yeah. Is what it? is? I don't know. I don't really know. No, I guess there's I don't no know the like thou shalt not rape. Yeah. Hey. Huh. Um, well, I guess hey, so I've, I've, been judge, I've been judging the Catholic on, Church wrong this whole time. Bible. Isn't there rape in the Bible? 
Yes. So it, yeah, they're saying it's like, okay. They're just like saying it's not cool. From your lips to God's ears. <laughs> there was a there was a question mark at the end of that sentence. It wasn't a period or an exclamation point. It's uh, oh, it's man. undetermined. Um, I don't know if we can ellipses. keep this. In that a, would be. Weird. I don't. I don't know if we can keep this in the podcast. But can I tell you a short little situation going on about a guy who I graduated with that is pretending to be seventeen at the church that my brother used to like What's preach at Whoa. was he orphan something like scary. It, this, he doesn't no. know that people know you're saying he, well he, it, this is like a month a month old story so How he old went is to, he your age he, like 32 33 he gra- i graduated with him okay. i don't know i don't remember him and okay. um he so he went to texas after graduation and worked at a summer camp for a church and diddled boys and then Whoa. in the showers and then um whoa got Ma- it's matthew bovey is his name and <laughs> and he and I, this is why we might not be able to keep it in i mean yeah, no it's shit it's, dis- it's disgusting but he's, <laughs> well, he's did he do sued. it yes he went to jail he so he went he got parole and then he, he can't broke sue parole. us he's been suing people this whole time but he he broke parole and then he went to jail in he texas sued. for like nine he years gets really litigious after this for nine years. So then he come after he gets out of jail, he comes back to Lincoln, Nebraska, joins the youth group at the church across the street from my house where my brother used to like work and uh, and was starting to hang out with one of the girls that babysits my niece and nephew. And um, she's 17 and he was telling him, yeah, he's like, I'm 17. I'm graduating this year. And he looks like a grown ass man. Oh man, that's creepy. And so there was just a bunch of red flags. Hairline. He was like, he was. So you're he saying in, after he got out of jail, he wanted to recapture he was, his youth. He was gonna go on this big youth group trip in like in July, but then Damn. the girl, everyone was like, "There's some red flags." So they looked him up. My sister-in-law met him. He sat on their couch, and she met him, and was like, "That couch out of control." Damn, and dude, was like, the same couch, the casting couch, <laughs> and. <Damn. laughs> Uh, no, but then they looked him up and he, he, uh, was handing out graduation party invitations. This is the weirdest part of, well, it's not the weirdest part. The fact that he molests children is pretty weird, but, uh, he went downtown and hired a photographer to take as a 32 year old man to take graduation photos (laughs) with like a tux on. And he's like down on the, all those spots. It's pretty wild. And he, and he like printed off a handful of graduation party inv- invites, but the party was in Texas. So obviously no one was going to go. And his story was, I had Crohn's disease when I was a kid and all the medication fucked up my hormones. And that's why I look older than 17. Like, dude, you look like you're 40. What about the fact that he's not in high school? That too. He's not enrolled. Yeah, like did when they because it's through the church. Like, I don't know what he's saying, what school he's saying he's graduating from. This yeah, is kind of a never been kissed situation, <laughs> except this is uh, exactly a, like that movie. Never been she, kissed. She was an investigative journalist, he's a pedophile. Maybe he's an investigative yeah. journalist now. Do we know for sure? Yeah, <laughs> oh. 
I'm deep undercover. I'm getting the story of the church. Yeah. I've got Crohn's disease. He's well, just repeating it. And sometimes the, you have no, to really, enlist the service of pedophiles to, to break the big news story. You know what I mean? The, uh, that movie fast times at Richmond high, the writer, Cameron Crow, he went undercover at high school to get like to research that novel. To research that novel. Did he look? That's like a trend going on where moms were going. Well, he was like in his early twenties. Moms were like not doing it. Yeah. (laughs) The thing is, though, this guy had been kissed by little boys. And the cops say say there's never been consensually kissed. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Make that film, Drew. And the cops are saying there's nothing they can do. Because he's not doing anything aggressive, and there's some weird Texas law where it's like he he doesn't have to register. Oh, nice Texas. Texas. He got, oh, yeah. yeah, good work, Texas. He, so it's just like cool. I just I just can't imagine cool. at my age hiring a photographer and pretend it like fully. That's dude. like some psychopath shit. Damn, Tucks is, over the dude, thing this with guy's the flower in your collar. I mean, this guy. It's like get on TikTok, bro. There's easier ways. just find i mean it's so crazy because it's all about the trick the tricking of it you know like he doesn't want consent like he's not into kids he's just into tricking people i mean he's into he's into little boys that's what he got arrested for yeah that's bad it's all bad dude so that's that's part of the bigger trick that he's pulling well and a biggest thing is uh, i'm worried about i'm worried about i'm gonna go through my yearbook and look and there's just gonna be like a bunch of pictures of him and i just like back to back arms around each other just like yeah best friends for life like oh yeah he was my best friend i forgot yeah. oh <laughs> yeah, I forgot. shit i forgot that was my oh, best friend my God, that was my boy and i was like oh. i wonder where he went and then you have all these flashbacks of like coming together and you're like oh that one time i had to take photos of him to pretend he was ready <laughs> yeah, for high school i did you like he paid 150 bucks. What am I going to say? No. He just needed like, my portrait. Oh, mode. yeah. I never actually saw him in class. He was like, that one day I saw him driving a car around town. When Dude, I, I feel like that's that the part. That's the well, kid he, that I would he be works at, with. He works at the local grocer here, like oh, one of the gro- grocery stores here and like the flower, flower thing. So yeah. I kind of want to go up to him. And he's, he's like working under a fake last name. And I kind of want to go. Like, hey, up man, what's up? I'll be like, holy shit, my dude, is that you? I thought you were in jail for diddling those kids. Yeah, it's like high five. Hang up photos around town. I mean, that was, I think, the, he's got a history of suing like ABC News and NBC News who are trying to, and the cops are like, it's not illegal to impersonate a seventeen-year-old. You should hang up his mugshot <laughs> and your headshot side by side. <laughs> What am I advertising? Be like, by the way, I'm I, if cast me. <laughs> this guy's a pedophile. I, by I the could way, only cast afford me. to print off a hundred sheets, and I, I had to do community. I had to get this out for the community. But also, I'm a I'm a working actor, and I'd really yeah, like yeah. some work. If you hear You're anything, my, oh, also my CD. You have the CD. <laughs> <laughs> the Mountain Dew CD. Here's my number. Pull one of the pull one of the. You're like, hey man, I heard you're having a party to ensnare those kids. Uh, would you mind uh, <laughs> playing my CD for them before? It's just all love songs about Mountain Dew. 
doing things. You can see it right here on the in my Zoom. Doing things. Um, he's he's like that's what it. I'm doing. And I stole the title. House. I stole the title from a, a rapper named Big Bear, I think, uh, who has an album called Doing Things. Nice. But I just changed it to like D E W. I cool know. if he got really pissed at you, like the way weird people get pissed at Weird Al. No, he got pissed <laughs> at you like uh, Biggie and shot you. Yeah. Dang. Or somebody who shot Weird Al because of be his cool. parody. He parodied parody. them. Parody. <laughs> Beefs. Parody's the wrong guy. He's the West That's... Coast, and then the East Coast parody king is pissed. Yeah. Um, who's, the, who's the East Coast parody king? Richard Cheese. Maybe he, Weird oh. Al killed him. And it's like Played a mafia style hit. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Tupac and Biggie of the parody world. Dude, what if? Okay, imagine this. Tarantini, if you're listening, this one's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Tupac and Biggie, it's what's his name? Richard what? Richard Cheese and Weird Richard Al. Richard Cheese and Weird Al. But Brad Pitt's both of their bodyguards, and he talks them down. What if? That's a good what if. They don't end up killing each other. And then they go to the movie theater and watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and the movie's long and they can't get out. <laughs> I just, I'm a what you know what if. And then Tarantino's like, look, there's, look, there's no movie. Um, I'm not actually a filmmaker. This has all been a trick. I'm just here to uh, molest you both. There's <laughs> my headshots. And he's just sucking their um, feet. Yeah, let me see oh, their yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah. Tarantino should. Maybe what if he was the guy who ran WikiFeet? <laughs> what if we found that out? It just ruined him. At the end. <laughs> yeah. This is me too moment. It's like a Mr. Skin for feet. What? I can. I, it's Mr. just a feet. website. It should have been called Mr. Feet. Adam, did you know Wit's on there? Your wife is on there? What? Yeah, five I'm stars. Pissed. I'm pissed. You went on my wife's wiki feed and rated it five stars? I, I, mean, I, I was the one that nice uploaded the pictures. That's nice of you to be supportive, dude. Yeah, I loved her her feet pics. Did you You had some I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, like, um, I try, if I know the person, I try not to rate the wiki feed. But I'll like like it and say something nice. <laughs> How often are you on WikiFeed? Well, I I disagree with that. I mean, it's like, look, we're <clears> friends, <throat> but we all appreciate a good. You gotta flight. be honest. Like, you gotta be honest. You gotta be real. Like, I mean, sure, you can like, you know, it's kind of nice to get criticism from your friends. You know, help some constructive criticism, but you gotta be. Supportive. I had, I, I, I just, have seen, I have seen all of your wife's WikiFeed pictures, and it's, I didn't. She, we were hanging out, and she just made me look at them. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have never. I would have never like gone out on my own to find these pictures. You're like, here, check but, this out. And I saw, it and I was like, I actually like this. I'm glad you made me watch this and look at this PowerPoint presentation of your wiki feet. I see. So. I see what you're saying. Um, good stuff. <laughs> Ratings. <laughs> So uh, Whitney's feet are it. okay. I'm not. I don't love them. They're a little long. Yeah. I would give them maybe two and a half stars. Woo! Son of a bitch. I would. I'd probably you, you go. Got to wait at least a star. Three and a half a because fact. I feel like she could use some feet spreaders. Adam, if you would let her borrow your toe spreaders. No way. That's guys only. That's Before in the we get to ratings, we have to there. discuss what's the big. 
meeting, but I'm going to get a LaCroix. I'll be right back. Yeah, let's take, let's take five. <laughs> ah, he's going to get a LaCroix? <laughs> Nerd. Dude, you should get booze. Dude, let's talk shit about William. I think he took no, his I, 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 I want to be. Hold on. Wait. I want to stop. Take, take the mic stop. with you. Uh, how was the new Beverly, by the way? It was nice. Did they do anything they were... different? So it's like socially distant. So, oh, there's there's like limited tickets. Yeah, there's like maybe a hundred seats. How so? How many seats between? Basically, it's like I on the right side. It was like offset, so like only two people could sit in a row. Oh, I see. But they had to be like one in the, the end, left. one against the wall. But I was the um, only person in my row because so they're, they're not going to make two strangers sit next to each other. Yeah, of course. That's cool. So like the little yeah. groupings can adjust based on how many tickets you want. But hopefully in, um, after the 15th, they don't have any limited seating. Um, yeah. And I'm, also the line for concessions went outside. Did you get because a vegan hot distancing. dog? The hot dogs. There. I love getting the hot dogs there, dude. Fuck. They're smart. They're smart dogs. They still have them. Probably. I mean, I I don't eat vegan hot dogs. I'd rather eat a fucking human wiener. I'd rather eat a human wiener <laughs> yeah. which is one of the great one of the ingredients of a normal hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> Costco dogs. Those that's what they get dogs. They're actually human. I just They're wish the, I just wish movie theaters would start doing vegan nachos. That's my favorite thing to eat. Nachos are annoying in a movie theater though, because the crunch. Oh, shut up! The crunch. Come on. My favorite thing to go to a matinee by myself and get a, a thing of nachos with the you know jalapenos. Drop it into the cheese. Forget about it. Uh, yeah, that sounds like it could be good. You know, whip your take your shoes off, whip your feet out, throw them up on the top of the and then, chair in front of you. I so really here's wanna... one thing that sucks is that now that all these theaters have been closed for a year, they've all raised the prices on everything. Well, how much? Yeah, was it? it was like three hundred dollars. Yeah, what? worth it though. That's like a that's like a dollar a minute for how long this movie is. <laughs> what? Wait, hold on. Why? How, what do you mean it was three hundred dollars? The ticket was three hundred dollars. Yeah, because it's limited Holy capacity. It's like op- it's like opera tickets. You're well, fucking, he's fucking around. <laughs> no, he's. It wasn't. It, there were probably with food. If he wouldn't make up food, twelve it, months, and- if he probably wouldn't have got food, it probably would only been like two twenty. Hold on one second. Got, well, they sell weed there too. <laughs> yeah. I got a quarter. They're just really. They're just really struggling. Was it vegan? <laughs> All vegan fertilizer. <laughs> but um. <sighs> Yeah, we were gonna go to watch Spiral in the theaters in Lincoln, You're Nebraska. Obsessed with Spiral. <laughs> I'm in a spiral, dude. Is it, is it like Shyamalan for you? It's it so was. Much, it's so it much was, shittier than any Shyamalan movie. It's like it was not. It's it, an the, embarrassment. The color correction was weird. Yes, I dude, thought every, the saturation about- was weird. But I really like Chris Rock. I, I I really like Chris Rock, and I thought it was cool to see him 
quote unquote in a serious role. It was pretty funny. There's some a lot it was funnier than I thought it was gonna be, the dialogue. But it was pretty cheesy. He should not have directed it. Who did? He did. Chris Rock did? Yeah, he directed that movie. No, he did not. Or no, he came up with the plot. He didn't direct it. He should You're thinking of I think I love my wife. He's yeah, and he directed Down to Earth, right? Like he's directed a few movies, but he came up with the idea and pitched yeah, it. I mean, at a, he, at a, he's, at a he's no Bo Burnham, though. Dude, inside. It's pretty. It would stress me out. I didn't watch it. Pretty intense shit, dude. It it just triggered. I mean, it just triggered a bunch of like how I was months ago. But this isn't a podcast about inside. Did you like it? Yeah, I like pretty much anything he does. But wit, we our Netflix got like deactivated. Oh. Yeah, no, I made Are that. Stealing happen. it from her parents? No. I called Netflix and I was like, "Hey, were you sharing passwords?" Maybe, yeah. They're cutting down on password sharing. Yeah. Um. All right. Ratings. Let me see what I did. I just did it. So a few first, we're ago. gonna talk about the meaning. Yeah, okay, we gotta meanings. go meanings. meanings. What's the moral of the story? What's the big lesson? Um. I think that <sighs> it's like entertainment. Some, a lot of people, there is no meaning to this movie. It's entertainment. No, no, no. A lot of people, I mean, uh, a lot of people, well, this is a movie about movies. It's a love letter. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people talk about, are like, a love letter in Hollywood. A lot of people like say, like, Sharon Tate is this character, like, use pointless character in the movie and stuff. And, and she doesn't, she, like, what's the point of her even being in it and everything? To me, this movie is about like the way, you know, the 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 big thing that this movie has the other movies don't. I think is the, uh, the the like specter of the murders hanging over everything, like a cloud. Um, you just like don't really know. It's like that's what you're like. That's the anticipation of like how how is this going to intersect? Because you know the day is coming. You see Manson and stuff, and uh, um, and so the way the the fictional version that's kind of all about like Hollywood and dream, like having, you know, those show business and like the kind of magic and of it. Adam, uh, did you smoke a freaking LSD lace cigarette before you just started talking? Who cares? The whole point of this bit is that we do (laughs) joke meetings. Oh, okay. Forgot, <laughs> forgot to just are like, Well, okay. So the meaning of this, we're gonna have to take this back to Aristotle. It's like a spectre, so, like a cloud, uh, <laughs> like a cloud, like an eye cloud. Here's the lesson of the movie. All right, if you're gonna go do any crime, murder, breaking and entering, robbery, <laughs> make sure stick to one place. Don't just change your mind at the last second and go in the, a different house. You know, they messed. That was a mistake. They went to the wrong house. No, that's not what happened at all. Oh, they, they, they went. They, to they, get, they, they wanted to go there. They recognized they went, Rick Dalton. They're like, let's kill them too. Because technically, what's interesting is, truthfully, they don't even know who Sharon Tate is. They don't even know she lives there. They just know Terry doesn't live there anymore. And this is that's actually yeah. what happened. So they don't even know there's a famous person in that house. They um. But when they see Rick Dalton, then they're like, oh, look, a famous guy. The that, person- that was one of my favorite Leo scenes. Changes, too, when he came out totally. with the freaking margarita, the blender yeah. of margarita. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Oh, did you know, Ryan, have you seen Mindhunter? Damn, these fucking oh, hippies. Sorry. 
<laughs> you freaking hippies. If you're going to be pulling up here, get your goddamn exhaust fixed. He's like giving them practical advice about. <laughs> Dude, I hate hippies. There's also and, the he, other... and I like how he's mad that they, he thought they were going to like come up there to get high, but he's clearly just fucked up with a picture of Margaret. <laughs> yeah, he's like an old school drunk guy. Yeah. <laughs> he like Someone thinks drugs Twitter. are like weird, but he's like, yeah. <laughs> Chugging out of a picture. Someone on Twitter was saying how um, the movie is like Gen X people um, acting and like Zoomers. silent generation people. Yeah. And then it's millennials acting like boomers. And then it's like, it's, but it's a Gen X versus millennial thing at the end. It's like, I think Gen it's X. Zoomers. What's, what's Gen X? Is that the youngest people right now? No, Gen X is like Tarantino's 90s generation. Brad Pitt, DiCaprio. They're Gen I think X. the Manson family, okay. are, the Manson generation. family are, are basically Zoomers in this movie. They're not Zoomers. They're millennials. I don't think so. Why are Zoomers? Wouldn't we be Zoomers? <laughs> is we, anybody young. that survived Zoomers are younger Gen than us. Gen Z. Who did everything through Zoom? Wouldn't we technically be the Zoomers now? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, guys, it's just gotcha. people that can run really fast. Zoomies. Zoomies. Yeah. They're people Zoomers. who wear Zoomies. Lena, Lena Dunham is a Zoomer. Lena Dunham, but she's like kind of the mama. Dakota Fanning figure. is a Zoomer. But she's also kind of like a mama figure. It's multiple 30 year old actors. But like the 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 killers, like that Asian girl is like Asian. of a zoomer. The one who one of the killers is like a zoomer. Mikey Madison from And like Better Maya Things. Hawk and stuff. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you oh, the yeah, actors yeah. were playing Maya Hawk, one of the killers. Oh, and Danny McDowell's daughter is like not one of the killers. Zoomer. Who was the people these aren't people who, who are text? killing anyone. I'm just saying, like the Manson family are like those mostly millennials, mostly Zoomers. Charles Manson. Charles Manson is, is a zo- is a millennial. Ooh, oh I like my that. God, all, all these titles are just minutia. It's just dull minutia. So, um, all right, ratings. That was a good point. The point is, if Adam's you're going to murder, gonna murder zero somebody, zero stars. I give it zero stars. My meaning. I don't think. I don't think there was a meaning to this. You did the for my just like years. there wasn't really a meaning to Inglorious Bastards, and then what was the second one in this trilogy? I think it's of about revisionary mo- I, I, history or whatever. Django, Django Unchained. Um, I think it's about. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm glad he didn't. I'm glad he didn't write the n word in bombs like twenty thousand times in this one. I was kind of expecting. That's, unfortunately, that is one of my criticisms. Also, this terrorist- there was no n bombs. It's <laughs> no n word, and that there's no there's no in anything. There's no nudity. There's the no n bombs. There's yeah. no knees. Knees. Well, I guess that starts with a K, but there's no knees. It's all it's feet. Mature movie. It's all ankle down. Um, I don't think there was a point to this movie. It's about like how movies are like the uh, fucking like you're it's that's where life can be good and things work out. But in real life, because in real life, it doesn't. I think I think that's what it's about. Oh, OK. I see what you're hitting on there. Um, yeah. Like what if know, it's about like dream ba- of what movie, if this Hollywood. tragedy didn't happen and some hunk threw a can of dog food to solve yeah. it? What if there was a hunk present? <laughs> that's <okay>. nice. <laughs> The hunk hypothesis. Yes. <laughs> You're in like a lab coat, right? <laughs> on, a, on a chalkboard. Like an auditorium full of college kids are like, what the fuck? <laughs> on one of those, I have one of those cool, clear, dry erase boards. That yeah, I can, yeah. The hunk hypothesis. Very squeaky so, marker. 9-11. What if 
<laughs> well, Mark Wahlberg said <laughs> there was a hunk. Remember, Mark Wahlberg said if he was on the plane, like he was supposed hunk, to be, yep, never that never would have gone down. Oh, that would fucking hypothesis. amazing if that happened. If, Holy oh shit! I'm going to write a book about the hunk hypothesis. That would have been one of the coolest things that's ever happened. <laughs> well, the other thing it is, would have made Mark it, it would have stopped it. It would have it would have made up for blinding the Vietnamese guy. Well, it's <laughs> yeah, people are like three okay, <laughs> other planes. <laughs> Still, you know. but that would have been incredible. I didn't know that that happened. I thought Seth well, MacFarlane he... was the only famous person that missed that flight. That would have been great too. Then the Family Guy revisions wouldn't have happened, and Damn, that would have been a tragedy. That would have been the that's like the anti biggest tragedy hypothesis. I could think of. Um, I mean, Family yes, Guy's fine. It's true. We wouldn't have Wahlburger. Yeah, damn. Or Wall Street on Tuesday nights. Yes. You don't go what if, what what on if Wednesday. Wednesday is the toughest day for me to well, get what through, if it so did I need happen. to reward myself with Wahlburgers. <laughs> no, what it's Taco Brad Tuesday, Wahlburg Wednesdays. Oh, for what sure. if Brad Pitt had sex with Mark Wahlberg that night? <laughs> or awesome. Seth MacFarlane <laughs> and Brad Pitt. Or Mar- Seth MacFarlane. All three and, of them. Yeah, thruple. they're all fucking, and they're like, oh, shit, we missed our flight, dude. Oh, yeah. This sucks. And sweaty in bed together. Oh, 9/11's happening. Maybe we could, uh, <laughs> maybe this was a good maybe this was a good thing. That's why they broke up. It's maybe like it's the most good. tragic thing. Like we have to, we can't keep doing this. Otherwise, yes. tragedies are going to keep happening. But I love you guys. We could have stopped those planes, guys. Three hunks like us. We each <laughs> they each had a different ticket on a different flight. You know, you got the funny hunk. That would have been good. He got the aggressive blind. Yeah, he's yeah, gonna, yeah. He's, he would have like blinded. The Honestly, if Mark Wahlberg would have been on that flight, he probably would have just blinded the Middle Eastern guys. He's really good at blinding. <laughs> no, people. and then they would have just still ran into the ten- Twin Towers. It would have just not been an act of terrorism. It would have been just they couldn't <laughs> like see mis- where they no, were like, going, like a Mr. Magoo sort of thing. No, Mark Wahlberg <laughs> yeah. takes over the airplane and he just flies it into Mecca. He just reverse card. <laughs> Fuck you guys! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody cheers. He's uh, like, like, we're never going to make it a, to Saudi Arabia. He's so like, all right, improvise. <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> build a hamburger joint where this. Completely wrong. <laughs> build a How do I get the Boston? Lot. How do I get to Boston? There's a guy, there's some unfinished business I got to attend to. Some Vietnamese he rams guy. it into the uh, just, Vietnamese just, guy's house. With an eye patch, the plane, running down the street and the plane is going down. As, as the plane is hitting the hitting the peak of turbulence going down he's just fingering osama bin laden and it's just the, <laughs> the most to a different uh, episode oh, to the From movie like fear adam's dad is in the back watching blair witch <laughs> <laughs> and is that just... guy peeing <laughs> mom's like oh god are you kidding me spoiled all ru- you just ruined the blair witch project <laughs> i'd be pissed um, is... I've had of mice and men ruined for me by a friend of mine. My my friend Reed. <laughs> you got asshole. shot in the head at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is he peeing? I've never uh, no, my, I was. I told my friend Reed. <laughs> He's like, that... Your friend's like, watch this movie, and you're like, okay, I'm watching the movie, and then he just clicks a gun, puts it up to the back of your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, my friend, I th- in high school, when I had to read Of Mice and Men, I was telling yeah, my no friend Reed. no one cares. <laughs> I was like, I was, well, I'm almost done. I, I, had my, I told my friend Reed, I was like, I, this is actually a book that I like, finally, that I have to read. And he was like, oh, you know, he dies at the end, right? 
And I was like, why did you tell me that? And he, This is a classic Reed thing. You guys know Reed. No. <laughs> All right. Ratings. There was meaning behind that. Yeah. Story. Behind what? Of my man. I never read, read it. I didn't know read. that too. Don't I've never read it. I've never watched That's the read. Because read yes. is always reading. <laughs> yes. Can't ever trust a read. All right. What's your Adam? You start. Um, I'd give it a five. I think it's great. Uh, it's my favorite Tarantino movie, actually. Uh, oof! Oof! Come on, man. Oof! Oof! I do. Oof. I, no, I do it. No! 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 Can I fucking? Oh talk, no, no! 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 <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm no, you can't. Well, I'm giving my rating. Um, I think that. I mean, I, li- I like all those movies, of course, but like this one is just the one I like the most. Um, I think it's like I just think it's fat, like very interesting, like the way it's like fiction woven in with this like really researched history stuff. Um. And it's like watchable and good, and there's cool stuff, and uh, yeah, it's a little long. That's what I'll, I'll give it. That. So you just don't understand Pulp Fiction when you watch it. I mean, I, I like Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I've never been, been like a big Pulp Fiction guy, though. You just don't get that it. movie's awesome. I'm it's too tolerable. I'm just too tolerable. You know. Are you saying more intolerable that... to be a Pulp Fiction guy? Are you maybe just saying it because it's the most recent Tarantino movie, and you don't remember the other ones? <laughs> That's possible. It's definitely possible. No, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen it three. This is my third time watching it, and it's great. I'm probably never going to cool. watch it again. And watchable. It's fine. I enjoy. Yeah, movies. maybe on the background. The maybe when I'm playing movie. a game. I honestly, I like that it's, uh, kind of not a lot going on and stuff. Like, <laughs> you can follow this one. This is the one <laughs> yeah, movie, Tarantino nice. movie, you can follow because like, Pulp Fiction so confusing. I like, like Jackie Brown too. Um, but. Oh, one thing that's interesting is that I just rewatched Jackie Brown and like Jackie Brown always kind of felt like a one-off, but this movie is very similar to Jackie Brown because that whole movie is about um, people who are in their forties and past their prime and dealing with the, um, you know, entering the twilight years. Yeah. And like having no career and just being like, wow, I kind of fucked up my life. Like, it's a very similar um, yeah. theme and sentiment. I'm going to have to rewatch um, that. I remember also, liking it, but I've only seen it like once. Yeah. Also, uh, man, like seeing that in a seeing seeing it in a crowded movie theater is a really good movie Who's experience. That? Like Who's the that actor is Jackie awesome Brown? In, in a crowded movie theater. Robert Forrester? No, the Jackie Brown. Pam Greer. <sighs> goddess get about it i'd like to see her feet you She's know what i mean goddess yes sure he doesn't show her feet he shows uh bridget fonda's <laughs> not a lot of see, black feet is, not a lot of black feet in tarantino's movies are you oh, kidding me they're all black the one in this one was so dirty these they were <laughs> <laughs> feet wearing black and dress. once upon and one oh. literally spike lee's oh. not gonna like that i want to see some like real <laughs> Real black feet. I don't want to see dirty feet. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is his best movie. It's sure. not my favorite. I think Pulp Fiction is just so tight and so lean and like it's so good. I get it. That I just think it's and he also is like really trying to prove himself with Pulp Fiction and like 
for him to win the Cannes Film Festival, the second movie is just like fucking. It's just such an amazing accomplishment that I really. It's really hard for me to think of any second movie that's as good as Pulp Fiction. What about Paperback? What about Wreck It Ralph Two? It's good. Um, Paperback is no Pulp Fiction. I'm sorry, Adam. What? You didn't win the. Can oh, it's film. called Paperback. I'm gonna look it up. You didn't win the Can Film. You know who's good in? But you know who's good in Paperback is Dream of Walker from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. It's it's free on Tubi. You could kind of say you could kind of say you you made their career with paper. Yeah, you could say that. You could say (laughs) you can enjoy it on Tubi, and and and, and some of the ads are good too. Well, Ryan, what's your rating? I went four stars, and I gave it a heart, but I give them all. All your. (laughs) I went four stars, and voting. Here's what I wrote. It's a <laughs> yeah, good movie. It's a good movie, but it's what did not your dad like... think at the end? Give it a give like it a hip... give it a real. Like the hippies getting killed. Well, towards towards the ending, like in the second and third act, there's a lot more focus on Brad Pitt's character, which he my dad just doesn't like Leo, and I think it's more political than it is like acting. Nice. To be honest, and um, no, he liked like it. We were laughing, like at the at the flamethrower scene. We both started laughing and like we, it cheered it on. Like we enjoyed it. It was it was cool. See, I and knew um, would, you would too would like the ending. Yeah, but then when he yeah, and then like the we were laughing when uh, Brad Pitt's smashing that person's face on yeah, every piece of furniture. <laughs> that's Warren Beatty's daughter. Oh, okay, Warren Beatty, Warren Beatty, and Annette Benning. She's a pretty good actress, I think. <laughs> Yeah, forget somebody who can get her face smashed into a thing a bunch <laughs> of times. It's pretty good acting. Uh, no, he enjoyed like we enjoyed it, but I don't think he would have finished it if I I told him that you wanted him to finish it. Just because That's we're not thing. like movie peepers people. Is that a is that a robot? You think when he's smashing oh, her that, face on? That's not the technical term. I mean, you just use a, a ro- <laughs> robot, a dummy. <laughs> they pull they program this like super or, highly yeah. intelligent AI to and they mimic. Just smash his face. <laughs> <laughs> a robot. Um, well, like it has robot arms at least, because they're flying up and down. It's just a dummy. Yeah. I mean, like I like Okay, fair enough. I also I like pretty much every Quentin Tarantino movie. But um I, I feel like you not, didn't enjoy it though. I, oh, I, I, I mean can... it was good. It was filmed well and it was it was just a, kind of more i don't it wasn't specifically for me now the length is whatever the length is annoying it but i didn't get all the movie references and like william said even movie people didn't get sure, sure. The references um so it wasn't just, catered towards me so i'm holding that against it and i'm not a fan of seeing bruce lee in that light we discussed yeah, and I, I, my, I, the biggest so. the biggest thing is i get it i get why they did it not a ding dong, but it's still, you know. I don't get why people care. Because it's fun it's to comedy. care about. It's William, like I don't know like, why people care emotionally. William, I mean, I'm not losing sleep over it. It's just, you know, fun to care about things. But it's fun have you ever tried? It's fun to mock. Have you tried? Have you tried mocking things people? Yeah, love? but not. There's some things that you just don't mock. Okay, yeah. we can joke about. We can joke about Roman Polanski sodomizing a drugged up kid and jack nicholson that's st- something you can joke about but you do not so. you do not talk about bruce lee like that you kidding me show some Just goddamn he's respect Lee's dad. <laughs> yes 
100 percent because his father because he's the crows he's the papa crow and there's no nudity in the playboy and i get that's not the point of the scene but and there's cool. no Hugh. why don't you bring in hugh hefner who would who would you have casted as hugh hefner in this movie who would tarantino tarantini young hugh hefner i mean um who's the guy in barry <laughs> okay yeah uh what's his face the comedian <laughs> not ed not ed helms um oh bill Hader. oh bill yeah Hader. bill Hader will be good it's a good one he bill just Hader. comes out and does a whole bill Hader type comedy. oh no he's young at that time tarantino kind of could play hefner he's pretty creepy. that'd be funny i could see a creep hefner he kind of has um, the hair the comb over thing going what, on what's the my worst Farin- tarantino my Farin- movie the one i don't i can't even remember a lot of people would say death proof yeah i don't because i don't remember this ambitious one the dialogue was pretty good cool in that movie yeah it's kind of like a dialogue driven or like dialogue heavy um the best movie is hateful eight is also that's my favorite movie but part right i'm a sucker for katana the kill bill is my favorite tarantino movie but i'm a sucker for katanas yeah, I think Kill Bill is his, under, his un, most underrated movie. What is it? I thought it was respected. No Oscar, it got no Oscar nominations. Like, Uma Thurman is so smoking in that movie. A lot of people dismissed it critically when it came out. Yeah, it's too much of like a genre. Movie. Yeah, it's too much of a tr- of exploitation kind of movie. Um, that was, that tar- was kind of the Tarantino's- point. Right? Tarantino's last movie should be a Shyamalan movie. They R- should, a riff they on Shyamalan sh- movies. No, they should work together. A lot of homages to Split and his last Glass. movie should be like the last episode of Seinfeld, where all the characters come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just like way too long, and, never, and it's just fucking brutal. Super. It's, like, it's like a Suicide Squad, like a prison, and there's like all the characters are in prison. Kill Bill. Yeah, the steepest. And then and then Uma, Uma wearing Bruce Lee's yellow and black jumpsuit, absolutely just mercs Brad Pitt from this from Once Upon cool. a Time yeah. to get revenge on that fight. Just absolutely mercs him, and he tries to parkour away, but he can't get away from her. Um, that'd be cool, dude. Yeah, you know, just out of respect so, for Bruce Lee, that was good. Probably won't watch it again. You already said that. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to watch it this time, but it got me. Sucked me. It's it very, lured me in. I could watch two other movies that I haven't seen before I rewatch this. Yeah, one. I get that. But it also, it is a good movie that, it, like, it's a good movie on rewatch. You can, like, and especially, like, I would, I don't know. Yeah, you, you don't have to watch it again. It, William it has, a good, was... has a good flow. Like that's the thing. Like the hateful eight. I'm really disappointed with that climax. Very broad. I feel like I that feel, movie. I love all the racial talk in the first 90 minutes. It's all fun. The, all the racism, Walton Goggins. I love, I love everything. And then it's just like, I it's just, just don't, like a... I just don't like, I, I just think it loses so much steam when, um, Channing Tatum is revealed on the floor and then it just kind of um, when the poisoning happens, it just gets kind of like, it I don't gets even like remember bogged much down and like movie. everybody's bloody. Everybody's like screaming at each other and everybody's like, 
um, yelling and going over like, should we kill her? Do we trust her? And it's just like, like damn fools. I wish he had <laughs> kept attention more and didn't and kept ratcheting it up and up and up until the ending. It just had like one fast kill kind of ending. Also, it had, had no good male nudity. No good. Well, the, I told you. The hard good, flaccid. Good male nudity. I thought that was good. Nice little purple-blue frozen flaccid. Because that's what yours looks like. You felt, yeah. you felt right. I finally, favorite, I finally you know felt what Adam's seen. favorite male nudity is? It's the cover of the Nirvana album. <laughs> no, no, that's not my favorite male nudity. <laughs> that's your favorite. That's what you consider. You're like, no, you were at the CD store. It's like, look at this. This is good nudity. This is tasteful. Talking to the cashier. He it's hasn't well, even taken it. well photographed. <laughs> and they're like, are you going to buy it? And I'm like, I already have a copy. Uh, pro- I'm just- probably- uh, no, no, I just oh. snapped a photo with my phone. <laughs> oh, good. Only thing I'd change is maybe take the dollar bill out of there maybe take a lot it's just distracting from the good yeah, yeah, yeah. some nudity this image is a little distracted let's take the dollar bill out <laughs> and if we could just crop it down to just the ba- little baby's dingus yeah i think that would be just art do you know how to get in contact no, I, with this I, child it's I, not uh, my favorite my, my i'm holding a graduation party and i would love to invite <laughs> all right william what's your rating i gave it five stars of course why? I, want, I feel like you'd like it more if you saw it in a, a, a crowded theater, honestly, Ryan. Well, that's it. That ship has sailed. I already seen it. Yeah, true. Sitting with my dad, and I would, I'd rather watch yeah. it sit with my dad. Aww. That's really sweet. Well, just he has a lot more intriguing things to say about the movie than you, so it's just more entertaining. <laughs> that's not true. The worst person to see this movie with would be Ryan or Adam's dad. <laughs> yeah, he'd, he'd spoil the ending for sure with a super oh, he'd make you sit in the pop question what is he peeing is he, is he <laughs> peeing tom tom you idiot it's cool you and your father are both terrible at comedy <laughs> my, my, my dad wasn't making a joke it was a sincere question that's what i'm saying <laughs> exactly he forgot about the setup to that he just thought the guy was in the corner peeing <laughs> there was like a dead silence in the movie theater my dad like whispered that there because <laughs> everybody was like chilled and shaken from it you make a lot more sense now after hearing that story <laughs> don't know what's going on you've been away for far too long you can't come back and think you are still there you're out of touch my baby